We interrupt regular programming for the following presentation of high school sports. Now, it's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to week five of the high school football season. My name is Eric Fry, and I'll be joined by Elaine Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton for the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. Tonight, we will see some teams try to keep their playoff hopes alive and avoid that all-important fifth loss, while others will try to become playoff eligible and get their fifth win, and other teams just trying to fall somewhere in between. Let's get right into the pregame show, and for that, we will start off with Lane Blickham and a look at teams to the north. Thank you very much, Eric. As we get into the middle portion of the season, a lot of teams are positioning themselves for a potential run to the postseason. The Apollo Conference play just started last week, though, and an early intriguing matchup featured the Charleston Trojans and the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Charleston was off to their first 3-0 and start since 2011. But Muhammad Seymour has been certainly a factor since they've entered the Apollo a few years ago on the gridiron. And this year, they appear to be as strong as ever because they got off to a great start in route to the win over Charleston. Pass up the middle. It's to Pagel. Pagel's going to split the defense and get in for a touchdown. A 26-yard touchdown pass from Dyer to Pagel. Muhammad went no huddle. We had a late-arriving Trojan defensive lineman. Charleston didn't know what they were running there, and Muhammad had a pretty easy touchdown. The Bulldogs added a two-point conversion for an 8 to nothing lead. Before the dust settled and before the Trojans could get on the board, the lead ballooned to 43 nothing halfway through the third quarter. The running clock was on. Muhammad Seymour cruised to the win over Charleston. Both teams now 3-1 and one on the year. Charleston tries to bounce back tonight. They have another tough opponent coming in. It's the homecoming game for the Trojans as they take on the Effingham Hearts at Trojan Hill. Here at locally in this area on Victory 103.9, MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Mattoon Green Wave fell to 1-3 and three with the loss last week to Effingham, 42-21. to 21. Head coach Jared Kimbrough continues to ask for better execution from his team as he talked after the game last week same thing we've had the last three games when we get down to the red zone we're struggling to punch it in you know and when we get close for me it's four down territory all day long so we may not go for the whole home run right out of the gate but we're going to try to pick up enough to get either another first down or punch it in on the second down so when we get inside the 20 it's four down territory and we're going to go for it almost every time uh we just have to we've got to execute better you know we ran wrong route you know we we're fumbling the ball we're doing some of those things that are uncharacteristic you know, we, we played more physical than we did last week. We got it going a little bit with the running game, a little more than we initially thought we were going to be able to. Uh, but, you know, we can't rely on Slater to throw the ball 25 times a game and be, you know, as competitive as we want to be. We can't sit here and be conservative. You know, on third and fourth down midfield, you know, we, we took a couple deep on our end of the field too. And, you know, when, when we're at where we're at, you got you got to roll the dice and take some chances. And our kids really answered those well. You know, it was more in the, in the red zone for us that we struggled tonight where I think we could have been right in the ball game right down to the very end that we have been able to you know convert a couple of those late late red zone opportunities. Mattoon will certainly need all the points they can get tonight if they want to contend with the Mountain Zion Braves who are off to a 4-0 and start this season. Mattoon at Mountain Zion heard on 101.3 WMCI streaming at myradiolink.com 
and the free My Radio Link mobile app. The Tri-County Titans fell to 0-4 with a loss last week to Arcola 21-12. After a scoreless first period, the Purple Riders broke the ice early in the second. Phillips looking to take the direct snap. A fumble at the line, however, handoff to Morford. He's going to turn forward, and that'll be a Purple Rider touchdown. But the touchdown is signaled. Morford charging his way forward, and he falls just over the pylons there for the first score in this ballgame. Arcola now finds themselves up by a score of six to the Titans, zero. Arcola able to even its record for the season at 2-2 two and two with that 21-12 win, while Tri-County fell to 0-4. The Titans are on the road tonight, taking on the Nokomis Redskins. A new member of the Lincoln Prairie Conference, Nokomis, is 2-2 two and two this season, coming in off a win at Saragordo Bement last week, 46-7. They've alternated losses and wins in the first four weeks. A loss at Arcola, a win against Argena Oriana, a loss to Villa Grove, and a win last week at CGB. Here at Tri-County and Nokomis on Classic Rock, 92 on the Axe, online at MyRadioLink.com and the free My Radio Link mobile app. And a quick glance at the Central Illinois Conference up this way. Shelbyville is off to a 4-0 start, 1-0 in the conference. Clinton and Warrensburg-Latham, both 2-2 overall and 1-0 in conference play. Central A&M, Meridian, and Tuscola, all 0-1 in league play. A&M 2-2 on the season, Meridian and Tuscola, each 1-3. Games in that conference tonight, Tuscola hosts Central A&M, Clinton at home against Meridian, and Warrensburg-Latham will host Shelbyville. That's a look at the games in this direction, guys. I'm Lane Blickham for the Cromwell Media pregame show. Thanks, Lane. We will hear more on that Effingham-Charleston game coming up in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland got a big win last week in a defensive battle against Villa Grove, 18-7. Cumberland's offense used a big second-half drive that went 16 plays, 82 yards, and used up 11 minutes and 15 seconds of game time and resulted in a 9-yard touchdown run by Blake McMeekin to seal the game. Cumberland now sits 3-1 and one on the season as they head back home to take on Arthur tonight. The Knights enter tonight's contest at 4-0. and Arthur got a win last week over Sagamon Valley, 55-14. to In fact, the closest game Arthur has had this season was Week 2 against Villa Grove, that Arthur ended up winning 43-35. to This season, Arthur hasn't scored less than 30 points in a game. So tonight will be a tough test for the Pirate defense to try and slow down the Arthur rushing attack. But it's also going to be a tough test for the Cumberland offense as they try to keep pace with this Arthur offense as well. Are the Pirates up for the task? Find out on WCRA or online at FEMRadio.com or the free Effingham Radio app. Kickoff scheduled for 7 o'clock. Now as they look at the Effingham side of that Effingham-Charleston matchup, we go to Travis Sparks. Thanks so much. Last week, Effingham opened up a Apollo Conference play with a win and played spoiler on the Mattoon homecoming festivities with the Hearts winning 42-21. to Mattoon did not get off on the right foot on homecoming, fumbling the ball away on the first play from scrimmage. FEM would turn that short field into six points, a one-yard QB sneak by Gage Gillum, make it seven to nothing. And here's head coach Brett Hefner talking about that fast start. Yeah, it was good to see. You know, we worked that every week. You know, uh, Wednesday's our turnover turnover circuit day, and uh, so it was good to see that play out in the game and take advantage of it. Mattoon would eventually tie the game up after one quarter, then a flurry of points by both teams. 
35 combined points in the second quarter alone. The Hearts would take a 21-7 lead after Gillum scrambled for a 24-yard touchdown and Weldon Dunstan punched in from five yards out, set up by a long pass from Gillum to Colton Webb. Effiem thought they would have more after a Zach Donaldson pick on the very next Mattoon possession. Only for the quarterback for the Green Wave, Slater Trayer, picking up an interception on defense, giving the ball back to Mattoon. That also turned into six points. For them, Gillum Wood connect with Brody Belcher to make it a two-touchdown lead again, only for Mattoon to score one more time after a big pass play has set them up on the goal line. Trayer finished it off with a quarterback sneak to make it 28-21 at the half. I thought at worst it should have been 28-7 at half, you know, and then you're in there, you know, 28-21, you're like, gosh darn, we're, you know, we're in a dogfight here, and, you know, even though you're still fortunate to be up, you're upset because you, you think you should be up more. Defensive adjustments were made in the second half, however. Those points right before the locker room were all the green wave were able to get the rest of the night. Hearts found the end zone twice more. 42-21 ended up being the final. FEM back to 500 at 2 and 2 and 1 and 0 in the Apollo. Mattoon 1 and 3 and 0 and 1 in the Apollo. We needed a we needed a good performance and ended up especially in the second half I thought cleaned a lot of things up. Did a number of things right in the first half but did a number of things just stupid and and stuff that doesn't lead to winning and, and I thought we did a pretty good job of eliminating that in the second half. We got some things that we just got to still got to get cleaned up, you know, just to, some dumb penalties. And then uh, defensively, uh, we were, our run fits were very poor at times, and that's going to have to get fixed. It's back to Coles County this week, and the Hearts are in Charleston. The Trojans come in at 3-1, and one, a program that's on its way back. And sometimes to move forward, you have to go back, and that's what they did. They rehired Coach Brian Halsey back to the sidelines. He led Charleston in 2014, and Coach Halsey, during his time away, was still a teacher there at Charleston, and when asked what drew him back to the sidelines, it was the kids. Oh, to be honest with you, uh, the kids. Just kind of seeing their eyes every day in class and, and frustration and and kind of feeling uh, defeated. I needed to kind of put my ego and my pride aside with uh, things that happened in the past and uh, step up and do everything I could to help these kids. The Trojans had the most success with Coach Halsey. They were Apollo Conference champions five times. They made the playoffs seven times, including all the way to the Final Four in 2011, going 11-2 and and eventually losing to state champions Rochester. Charleston did have a seven-game winning streak dating back to last season, snapped last week in a 49-21 loss to Muhammad. It was 43 to nothing at one point, so Charleston got all those points late. They are led by signal caller Junior League Bonstetter. He was actually a receiver last year. Now he's doing the throwing this season. Senior Brett Spore was the QB last year, but he's their main rushing threat this season. 66 carries, 432 yards, 5 touchdowns. Landon King and Luke Nelson, the two seniors, will be catching passes. Always an intense, no love loss between these two rivalry type of game, and it should be no different tonight. And it's also Charleston's homecoming. FEM will finally get their chance at hosting a homecoming next week. Elsewhere in the Apollo, the team that will be coming to FEM for the Hearts homecoming, it's Taylorville. They're 3-1, and one and they travel to Muhammad, who's also 3-1. and one. And it looks like the demise of the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs is greatly exaggerated. Muhammad currently on a three-game winning streak after taking a tough loss in Week 1. And Mattoon 
is at Mount Zion, and the Braves are trying to stay undefeated currently at 4-0. We'll be looking out for scores of those games, and we cannot wait for the kickoff at Trojan Hill between FEM and Charleston. And for now, I'll send it back to you. Thanks very much, Travis. That should be a great game up in Charleston tonight. Another area that always seems to have some good games is the South Central Conference. And for a look at that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome as we move into week number five of the high school football season. After tonight, the season will be better than half over. Vandals back at home tonight, coming off a win at Southwestern last Friday night as the Vandals moved to three and one on the season. Vandals back at Mark Greer Field tonight as they will host the one and three North Mac Panthers. Vandals head football coach Jason Clay talking about North Mac coming into tonight. Yeah, impressed with their quarterback and the the way he moves around and scrambles and, and throws the ball, and I got some kids that can catch it. and um, So we really worked worked hard on that this week, and um, we're going to have to be sound and defensively. And like you said, they put some points up. They've given up quite a few, too. So we're going to try to look at some things that other people have done to them to, to take advantage of them, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get some points on the board and kind of get them to play from behind to where maybe we can get some turnovers. Our, our defense has done an outstanding job of, creating turnovers and taking advantage of turnovers the last couple weeks. And, uh, you know, for the most part, we've taken care of the ball in offense. Uh, you know, we've had a couple little hiccups here. But, uh, you know, that's that's a huge thing. It's always been big in football, the turnovers. and North Mac, a very young team, just four seniors on the roster. And Coach Robbie Howard said they knew there would be some growing pains throughout this season. We knew we had a very young team this year. Only, only really one or two guys who had ever played varsity minutes before. So yeah, they've uh, we certainly progressed. I know the the results aren't where we want them to be yet, as far as wins losses. But the kids have progressed. Kids have uh, certainly uh, put the pieces in to have a good second half of the year. That's Vandals and the North Mac Panthers tonight. This will be North Mac's first trip to Vandalia as part of the South Central Conference. The last time North Mac came to Vandalia was round one of the 2019 playoffs when the Vandals defeated them 7 to nothing. Game time tonight at Mark Greer Field will be 7 p.m. We'll have the broadcast for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV, available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia radio app. Well, around the South Central Conference, there is a huge game tonight in Pena. 4-0 Pena Panthers will host the 4-0 Greenville Comets for tonight. So the two remaining undefeated teams in the South Central Conference matchup tonight. Meanwhile, the Vandals next week will go to John Stout Field to play the Greenville Comets. 0-4 Gillespie will be at 1-3 Staunton tonight. Hillsboro, they're 2-2 on the season. They will be at 1-3 at Litchfield, making the 8-mile drive for that one. And Southwestern at 2-2 after falling to the Vandals last week will be at 2-2 Carlinville. So it'll be 1-3 North Mac at 3-1 Vandalia. 4-0 Greenville at 4-0 Pena tonight. 0-4 Gillespie will be at 1-3 Staunton. 2-2 Hillsboro at 1-3 Litchfield and the two and two Southwestern Piasaw Birds will be at the two and two Carlinville Cavaliers. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week number five. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks very much, Todd. Now let's look at some other games in the area and other Lincoln Prairie Conference action tonight. It will be one and three Villa Grove traveling to two and two Arcoa. Both teams really needing some wins. It will be two and two Sagamon Valley as they head to one and three Argenta. And Sullivan looks to stay perfect on the season as they head to one and three Sarah Gordo. 
Finally, little Illini Conference action tonight. It will be two teams looking for their first wins as O and 4 Newton hosts O and 4 Olney. Robinson will also look for their first win of the night as they travel to 1 and 3 Marshall, who's coming off their first win since the 2019 season. 2 and 2 Paris will take on 3 and 1 Mount Carmel and two teams trying to be at the top of the Little Illini Conference. And finally, in a game that's taking place on Saturday, this should be a good one as it will be two undefeated teams going at it as Casey will head to Lawrenceville as both teams look to become playoff eligible and take control of the Little Illini Conference. That game's scheduled for 2 o'clock on Saturday. Well, that wraps things up for this week's pregame show. For Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton, I'm Eric Fry saying thanks so much for listening to Cromwell Media Group pregame show. Now let's head to the booth as kickoff is just moments away for week five of the high school football season. And now, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM present... Pontius takes the snap, play action pass. He's looking to throw, loads up, and it's going to be caught. 39 from Estrada goes into the touchdown. He'll hand off to West North. Juke back up the middle, and he's got room to run, and he's in. Touchdown. First on fourth down and three. Pontius under center, snap, and it's a play action pass. We're going to go across the middle. He's wide open, and it's caught for a touchdown. Estrada, 41 yards, and that puts uh, the Hearts on top now, 13-0. Effingham football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Charleston, Illinois, Trojan Hill at Charleston High School. It's week number five of high school football action, and it's week number two into the Apollo Conference as well. Good evening to you out there, wherever you may be listening from, and we're either on to the air on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM, or streaming online, fmradio.com as well. Travis Sparks, Dominic Dater is alongside, and we'll be here calling all the action tonight here on the voice of FM Hearts Football, 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. As FM comes in to this Carl contest, to face the Charleston Trojans at 2-2, two and two, 500. They picked up the uh, first Apollo Conference win of the uh, first game of the Apollo season last week, 42-21 win over Mattoon, as there was a lot of points combined between both schools there in the second quarter, but second-half adjustments were made by both teams and ended up settling down there in FEM going away, winning 42-21. As for Charleston, they were on the side of a loss as they come into this one 3-1. and one. They had a seven-game winning streak dating back all the way to last season, but that was snapped last week as they fell to Muhammad Seymour, 49-21. to At one point, it was 43 to nothing in that game. So uh, Charleston kind of got those points a little bit later on in the uh, contest. And as you heard there on the uh, pregame show, as Charleston trying to have a, an upswing in uh, their program and uh, to uh, go forward, you must go back sometimes. And uh, Coach Halsey back on the sidelines for the uh, Trojans had the most success under his reign and you also heard his comment there of why he returned to two of the sidelines as he was here from 2000 to 2014, the head coach, and then he was dismissed by the board. But he stayed on in the Charleston High School as a teacher as he was in the social studies department. And that's one of the things that lured him back into coaching was seeing the kids and that their lack of success 
and all the hard work they were putting in, but just not getting the success out on the field. And so he was looking to change that. And Coach Payne, who's been uh, the previous head coach for about three years, he's also a teacher here at Charleston, and he's also in the social studies department. And football always came up in the conversation with those two. And so Coach Halsey back on the sidelines here at Charleston High School, and they're looking to have an upswing in their program. At the lowest point, for about six seasons, they only had five combined wins during that time, and they're off to a nice start here with three and one, trying to bounce back after their first loss. And FEM getting back to 500 and got off on the right foot last week. Uh, Dominic with a win against uh, Matt Toon, picking up that in Apollo Conference play. Yeah, FEM getting back on the back on the right track, back to uh, back to 500 and uh, picking up that first Apollo all important Apollo Conference win. You know, now they got that monkey on their back, and uh, I was telling you on the way up here, Travis, I think. You know, this game and the next next three after this game is really going to make or break uh, Effingham's Effingham season. Um, as you mentioned, this is uh, week five, so, you know, those teams that are 4-0, and if they get that fifth victory, you know, it'll be uh, playoff eligible. Neither of these teams are, you know, uh, going to be able to do that this week, but uh, both of them hope to uh, advance advance to the playoffs uh, eventually here after, after the season if they can keep things going their way. Uh, but, yeah, Effingham getting back get back to 500 and uh they're they're definitely gonna need to need this one tonight and uh, a few more to uh to make the playoffs so they have a tough road ahead after after the this game they uh got Taylorville at home and then they got uh Muhammad Seville or Mount Zion after that so uh definitely a big uh, four game schedule coming up but you gotta you know can't put the cart before the horse or count your chickens before their hats you gotta look at uh one game at a time and uh they got a tough contest here with Charleston. Like you're saying, Charleston was down for you know so so many years, and uh, you know I'm glad I'm glad to see Charleston back you know back up again. They they they, they lost a tough one last week to, to Muhammad Seymour, but Muhammad Seymour is just outstanding, you know. And uh, so, but uh, they they look to get back on the winning side of things as uh, as does does Effingham continue to get their second win in a row. So. Uh, I look for a really, really good matchup, matchup here, here tonight. And, uh, I know, like you said, you had the seven game winning streak. And last year we played Charleston. They were just, they're just really young, you know, but yeah, now they, know, they, they got the experience now, another year under their belt. And like you said, they had won, uh, seven in a row until last week. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm glad to see Charleston back in the mix. I'm glad to see, you know, the Apollo Conference is really, really good again and uh, a lot of a lot of tough teams and uh, just looking forward to this one here tonight between Effingham and uh, Charleston. And that is a different vibe here at a Trojan Hill as Definitely. it's homecoming tonight as well for the uh, Trojans as uh, we walk through the tailgate as they have some tailgaters over there on the uh, far side uh, down here in uh, Trojan Hill as uh, people are excited about uh, football again here in Charleston and that's always nice to see because losing isn't fun and winning is, so that's what Charleston is trying to get back to uh, here. And, of course, as the old adage says, this is back in the day when I was in high school, this was a rivalry game, and uh, the old adage is it can't be a rivalry unless both sides win, and that's what Charleston hasn't done lately as they haven't beat FEM in the series since 2012, so they're looking to uh, get back there. As for FEM, we talked about with uh, Coach Hefner about getting a back on track and getting back into playing the standard of FEM football the last several years. And Coach Hefner said that that was a step in the right direction last week 
against Mattoon, and hopefully we'll keep it going throughout tonight's game as well. So we're going to step away for the national anthem, and then we'll be back for more pregame show as we're getting set between FEMA and the Charleston on homecoming for the Trojans. So we'll step away for the national anthem. We'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FN. High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Charleston High School. Trojan Hill is FEMA versus Charleston tonight in week number five of high school football. As we continue on with the pregame show, as we said, Coach Halsey back on the sidelines for the Trojans. They're also making some personnel changes this season as well. If you remember in last year's matchup, Luke Bonstetter, he was a wide receiver, but he's been the signal caller this season. The uh, 6'1 junior has uh, been throwing the ball pretty nicely, you know, 43 of 81, 548 yards, five touchdown passes, and three interceptions. As the uh, quarterback last year was Brett Spore, and now he's been switched to uh, the uh, tailback position as he has been the main runner. 66 carries for him on the season, 432 yards, and five total touchdowns. And the next closest to him in yards is 78. And uh, that's the quarterback who has those yardage who you'd think I'd have some of those yards taken away due to some sack yardage. But uh, So he's one of the guys that they lean on heavily uh, the most, but being used at the tailback position rather than the signal caller this year. Also some receivers that they'll use in a starting on the outside, Landon King as he's a, a senior and also fellow senior Luke Nelson as well as 6'3", a senior will be a couple of the wide receivers playing tonight. And, also, uh, a, at a tight end is Aiden Archibald, and Ben Coffey is the fullback. That's just a few of the names that you'll be hearing tonight on the offensive end for the Charleston Trojans. The other offense of the players for them on the offensive line is Levi Tucker. As he's a left tackle, left guard is Marcel Bowling, and it's Zach Price at center. Josh Lynn at right guard and right tackle is Matthew Meisner there. And a lot of the Charleston Chargers also play on the defensive side of things. So we'll see if FEM maybe can use that to their advantage if they uh, try to wear them down a little bit with, uh, you know, the FEM's offense can 
go on clock-killing and time-consuming drives, and we'll see what happens uh, here tonight. So, uh, Charleston, maybe that's why uh, they are more successful this season, making that uh, switch at quarter, the quarterback position and using uh, Brett Sports skills somewhere else besides throwing the football as he's the one who's running it mostly. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely be definitely be part of it. Obviously, Coach uh, Paul, he's all something uh, something that uh, in sport and made made the switch, and uh, that that could possibly possibly be the reason. And uh, maybe look maybe look for some some trick plays as well. You know, with, uh, for definitely having the uh, the quarterback abilities and uh, as uh, Effingham and uh, Charleston make both make their way out of the field here. Uh, Few minutes left to go before before the game starts. Uh, Effingham and uh, Gage Gill and uh, Weldon Dunston and, and team will uh, look to spoil uh, yet another homecoming. They spoiled Madison's homecoming last week, and uh, we'll see we'll see if they can uh, spoil yet another homecoming as uh, Charleston makes their way out into the field, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see if Effingham has any tricks up their tricks up their sleeve tonight. And like you said, Travis, they do have a way of uh, eating away a lot of clock on, on drives, which there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, a lot of those drives result in, uh, in points of uh, some sort, but uh, you know, some of their some of their drives last week against Mattoon and prior games have uh, resulted in, you know, stalling out, you know, you'll get so close and, and stalling out, so hopefully, I'm sure there, there's opportunity there for, you know, Coach Hefner, his team, and coaching staff to, to work on that, and hopefully they've uh, you know, gained some experience on that and worked on that and they can uh, fix that and uh, other things uh, moving forward here as we get ready to start this game. Yeah, and FEM won the turnover battle last week as well. Mattoon fumbled on the very first possession from scrimmage and then also was a couple interceptions. Donaldson picked off the pass as well as Martin. And so we'll see if whoever wins the turnover battle usually wins the game. That's what happened last week. FEM made their way on the field. They're wearing all white tonight. White helmets, white jerseys, white pants, and it's all red for the Charleston Trojans with the white stripe on their sleeve as it's red jersey, red pants, red helmet with the Trojan logo and the uh, red or yellow face mask as well. So FEM won the toss, but they deferred to the second half. So it'll be Charleston getting the ball first here this evening at Trojan Hill to start off this game number two of this Apollo Conference season as uh, we said another homecoming that uh, Effingham's looking to spoil. Well, hopefully Effingham's homecoming doesn't get spoiled. Next week, it's finally the Hart's turn to have their own homecoming in Taylorville next week. But we'll worry about the tornadoes because we got to worry about the uh, Trojans here uh, this evening. And uh, Stefan will be uh, booting it away for Effingham as well as Paris Copeland is back to uh, receive the uh, kickoff. As also is Landon King is back there to receive the kickoff as well. So here we go. FEM Charleston underway tonight in high school football as Stefton drives it all the way back to the five-yard line, and King's going to field it right there, and he's got some blockers. He goes up the middle. He breaks loose on the right side. He's still free. He walks the football, and FEM covers it. It goes right into the hands. I think that went right into the hands of Stefton on the fumble, and FEM's going to take over on the fumble. Turnover battle. Like I said, first play, kickoff. Fumbles right into the hands. And so it looks like they're going to say Charleston recovered, actually. 
I thought it went right in the hands of Stefan, but I guess not. Maybe it did, and maybe he couldn't control it possibly, but the Charleston ball is 45. So Charleston will start off with the ball, 45-yard line, as the Bonsetter will hand it off to a score, and he's going to get up close to the line of scrimmage, but not much doing there that time before Charleston, as they retain a possession on that fumble recovery. They're going to give him three yards on the game there for, for score. And so it's going to be a gain of three. Second down and a seven. A ball at the 48-yard line, almost at midfield there with Charleston having the first possession. Here after narrowly recovering that fumble, could have been near disaster for them. Bonsetter will go up on her center in the I formation. Bonsetter takes the snap. He's looking to throw, and he throws on the right side, lobs it up to a king, and he's got him down the sideline, and he bobbled it incomplete. As it looked like Martin was a step for a step there with King. As uh, a little bit of a bobble there, and it went incomplete. Yeah, I thought uh, that was a high high floater there. Definitely uh, King, King had the advantage on that, but there's, like you said, a little bit of a bobble there, and uh, that bobble just led him to, to drop it. I think Martin might have had a, gotten a hand on it as, as well to, to help that, but uh, third and seven here for Charleston. They're down at seven, ball at the 48, all close to midfield. As it's Bonsetter up on her center. He'll take the snap, and he's looking to throw again. Throws it on the far sideline. High pass, and it goes incomplete. As it was looking into that direction of Luke Nelson. Just goes incomplete, so that'll be fourth down. So a quick three and out for the Trojans after a couple of incomplete passes there, and they'll have to punt it away on their first possession. Nice, uh, nice defense. Nice defense there by by Effingham to hold the, the Trojans to uh, three and out. So let's see uh, see if they can get some uh, nice uh, punt returns here on this this punt. Max Weber will be the punter for Charleston. Donaldson's back there to receive it. Good snap, good kick. As it's a little bit short though, and it'll bounce just at the 35 yard line and take a little bit of an Effingham bounce, and so uh, that'll take over at about the 34 for the Hearts' first possession. On a three and out for the Trojans. Definitely, definitely, like I said, a good, good job for the uh, Effingham's uh, defense there. Let's see what uh, Gage Gillum and, uh, and company can, can do here, see if they can get get things going in their direction and uh, keep, keep, these, uh, keep these drives moving and chipping away down the field like they have all season. Well, at the 33-yard line, officially, Effingham will start off with their first possession. Gillum will turn and hand off to a Dunstan. He goes straight up the gut, and he gets about five yards close to the 40-yard line. And he's finally dragged down by the Trojans' defense on first and 10. You're right, Travis. Five-yard gains up the middle there for uh, for Weldon Dunstan. Uh, second and five here for, for Effingham. We'll see what happens here. Gillum will go up under center, eye formation again for FEM. Turns and hands off to Dunstan again, right side, trying to find some room to run, but not a lot. But he is getting close to that first down marker. He's just short, so the gain of about four yards there. And Dunstan is tackled just short of the line to gain. Yeah, close close with no cigar, but definitely the third. Uh, the chain's over there red, a first down, so it was close enough to give him a first down, so. Uh, they say move it, so that's what they did. So he said he just got five yards. Couldn't have been any more than that. No, it couldn't have been. It looked, uh, looked short from up here, but, hey, uh, 
Oh, we'll take the first down. First and 10 ball at the 40. Turns and hands off to Gillum again. Third straight carry. As he's stacked up into the backfield, he's going to be tackled for a loss. As Aiden Archibald was the first man to slow him down. And the Trojans just swarmed on Dunstan there with a loss of three. So that'll bring up a second down and 13. All the way back to the 39-yard line. Yeah, Charleston was all over all over that play. Uh, Dunstan, uh, Dunstan, I ain't got a hole there to start off, but uh, Charleston quickly uh, stiffed him out. It's Gillum under center. Reed will go in motion. And Gillum takes the snap. It's going to be a play-action pass. He's going to roll out to the left side. Throws on the run, and the pass is incomplete. And Watts was the intended receiver, and that's going to bring up third down. On the incompletion, the first throw there by Gillum. Yeah, Gillum looking for his favorite target there, uh, Lots, and uh, just uh, just out of his out of his reach there, and uh, Lots had a Charleston defender uh, all over him as well. So third and third and fourteen for uh, for Effingham, and uh, we'll see. Uh, and it's gonna be a third down and a fourteen, a ball at the heart zone thirty-nine, and it's gonna be in the shotgun for Gillum. He'll send Reed in motion again, and Gillum takes a snap. He's going to roll out to the left side again, and he's going to tuck it in and run, and he's got room to run up the middle. He's got the first down and some as he's across the 45-yard line. The scramble there by Gillum gets the first down and some. It's a gain of about 18, 19 yards there for Gillum, and it's the first down at the end. Yeah, it looks like a gain of... Uh... Say seven, 17 yards there, but another first down for, for Effingham. That's their uh, second first down of the game, and they uh, keep these drives going. Hand off to Dunson again, left side. He's got room to run, and he's got to be knocked out of bounds. At, uh, past the out of bounds as he's past the first down marker. So another first down on another run by a Dunson. That was an 11-yard run there by, uh, by Weldon Dunston to pick up another Effingham First down as the Effingham keeps, uh, you know, keeps exploiting this Charleston's defense and keeps uh, getting the first downs and marching towards the end zone. Stop the clock. It's 8.43 to go here in the opening quarter. Gillum in the hearts are driving here on their first possession. Gillum's going to turn and hand off to Dunson again. Gets by one guy in the backfield, but can't get by Archibald, who uh, brings him down. Actually, that is bowling with the stop, and that's going to be a gain of about one. And so that'll be a second down and nine at the 32. Not much there. Not much there for Dunstan. as the Charleston defense and uh, Bowling were all over, all over that. Let's see if Effingham likes to, to run here again. Looks like Gillen's in the shotgun. Yep, he's got two receivers split out. One's going to come in motion closer to the line of scrimmage, and Gillen's going to hand off to with Dunstan left side, and he can't get by the defense. He tackled in the backfield for a short loss. And it's good pursuit there by Scott King. And it's going to be a third and long, a third and nine. So got back to the line of scrimmage, but that was it. They lost one, actually. So to bring up third and a ten at the Charleston 33-yard line. And Gillum's going to be in the shotgun again. Two receivers here to the near side. And Gillum takes a snap, and it's going to be a play-action pass. Goes down the middle, and it's going to be caught! And he's going to stumble down inside the 10-yard line for Watts. Gillum hooking up to Watts for 
Hey, all the way to the nine-yard line. So a 24-yard catch there, and it'll be first and goal for Effingham. Nice, nice pitching catch there between uh, Gillum and Watts, right over, right over the middle, and the Hearts have a uh, first and goal here. And it's going to be a stack in that right side, Gillum under center. And Gillum takes a snap, and it's going to be handoff to a Dustin. He's got room, and he dives for the end zone. Did he get it? Yes! Touchdown! Weldon Dunstan, nine-yard touchdown run. And that's a lick at my chicken, pulling my pork barbecue, FEM touchdown. Dunstan's first run of the night, nine yards out, and it's 6 nothing FEM. 7.06 to go. Yeah, Gillum just handed it off to Dunstan. Dunstan ran right up the middle, dragging one uh, Charleston Trojan with him and uh, for the score here. Good snap, good hold to buy a uh, Dun- or by Donaldson and Sefton kicks it through the uprights. Good. And it's 7 nothing Effingham with 7.06 to go in the opening quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Effingham Hearts Football on Jack FM. Weston Company Certified Public Accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Charleston High School. FEM on the board. First 7.06 remaining in the first quarter as it is Hart 7. Charleston is 0. Nine-yard touchdown run there by Dunstan. Finishes off a 10-play, 67-yard drive for the Hearts. To me, that's what FEM needed. Come out come out with a fast start. Uh, got some. Got some first downs. Got uh, four first downs on that on that drive. And they even scored a touchdown. So they're all up seven nothing as they kick off here. That's in and boots it away. It looks like King will receive it again at the five yard line. He looks for room to run and he tucks it in on the right side. He's going to be brought down at about the twenty five. So a gain of about twenty yards on the return for King and Charleston will start over at the twenty five yard line for their second possession after they went three and out last time. Yeah, Charleston definitely uh, definitely wanted to get on the board here after they uh, after they went. Uh, had a, King had a nice return last time, and Charleston had some good field position, but uh, they were able to capitalize on that, and they went to three and out. So let's uh, see if they can capitalize here. If FEM defense will hold them again. Bonds that are up under center, but four or three receivers split out wide. They hand it off to the fullback. That was Coffey straight up the gut. As it was actually Aiden Burnett, the ball carrier, and it's going to be a gain of one, but not much. So it'll be second down and about nine. Gain up to their own 26. Yeah, not much happening there on that play for, for Charleston and Burnett. Effingham was uh, right there, only only a gain of one. So to be a bond setter out in the shotgun, or no, actually it's going to go up under center again. Two receivers split out on each side. Fullback back there, and Bonsair is looking to pass. Short pass is complete there, and it's going to be up to the 40-yard line, and that's Chet Schrader, and that's going to be a first down. So a gain of about 11 or 12 there, and that's going to be a first down for Charleston at the 40. That's 
nice uh, nice pitch and catch there from uh, from Bonstetter to, to to Schrader, and that's Charleston's uh, first down of the game, first first down of the game. Bonstetter will go up in their center, two receivers split out wide. And Bonsera takes the snap, and he's looking to throw over to that right side pass. Is complete there to Nelson. He's trying to get away from a couple of defenders, but Effian's finally going to wrestle him down there for a short pitch and catch. Donaldson's one of the first guys there to wrap him up. And so it's still going to be a gain of about four or five yards there. They're going to say four, second down and six. Nice little, nice little short pass there from uh, from Bonsera to Nelson. Get, get some get some more yardage, but the FPM defense was uh, pretty much all over it. So you got shotgun or up under center again. Two receivers split out here on the near side. Bond center under center. He'll take the snap. He'll turn and hand handoff to a score first carry of the game, and he's going to carry it past the fifty yard line, and he's got the first down. So gain of about eight yards there, and that'll pick up the first for Charleston. Nice job there by Spore. He took he took it right up the middle and went past the fifty yard line and uh, got the first down and kept the kept the chains moving for for Charleston. Here on the right side of the fifty, they're in FEM territory at the forty-eight. First and ten. Bonsetter eye formation. Bonsetter takes the snap. He's looking to pass. He's looking to pass. And here comes the rush. He gets by. He scrambles out. Throws on the run. Pass is complete out there near the twenty-five. That's Nelson with the reception. And that's going to be a pass play there, complete for a first down. And they're going to say it was at the 21. So 27-yard game. 27-yard pass play there from Monster to Monster to Nelson. So it'll be at the 21-yard line, first and 10, a four. Charleston, a Bonsetter will go up in our center again. Bonsetter takes the snap, and he's going to hand off to his four left side, and he's going to Cut it back up the middle. He's still going, still carrying people, and he's down to about inside the 10-yard line where he's brought down. So another first down. And so it'll be first and goal at the eight, I say. And this side on the Charleston side, that uh, light is not on over there. We had some problems earlier at the start of the game. That light's still not on, but... Bonsetter will go in the center. First and goal at the eight. Bonsetter takes the snap, turns, and hands off to the fullback, and he keeps carrying guys up to the five-yard line. And that is Burnett. So a gain of about five, or a gain of about three to the five-yard line. Yeah, Charleston. Uh, Charleston looking looking to score here. They get. Uh, Second and five, second and five from the or second and goal from their own uh, five yard line here. So let's see if the FKM defense can hold them. Onsetter will go up in their center again, and Onsetter turns and hands off to a score. He's trying to cut it up the middle. He's met right there by Mendendorf as soon as he crossed the line of scrimmage. So not much of a gain, if anything. There's a gain of two there. So third and goal at the three. Nice job by the FPM defense there to uh, by, by Middendorf to uh, not not allow Charleston to score to score the touchdown. Let's see if they can hold them hold them here again. Charleston at the FPM three. Third goal of the three. On center under center. 
He'll take the snap, hand off the score again. Right up the middle, goes up and over, and he's in. Touchdown, score. Just leaped over the defense, and that's Charleston's first score. It's 7-6, three-yard run by Brett Spore. Yeah, Spore just, just went, uh, he said, well, last time they worked, we worked going going to the side or up the middle, so I'm just going to jump over everybody and score for a touchdown here. So that's exactly what he did. Fireworks and confetti here at Charleston. Something different. Don't see too much confetti. Spore is the holder on the play action. Max Weber is going to be uh, the uh, kicker. And the snap, a little bit of a low snap, but they get it down. Kick is up, and it's good through the upright. And we're tied at 7 with 2.33 to go in the first quarter. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Charleston High School at a Trojan Hill. As it was Charleston finishing off a nine-play drive there. That went 75 yards, and it was a three-yard touchdown on by Brett Spore. It's the Trojans on the board, and we're all tied up here at seven. Here with 2.33 to go in the opening quarter. You're talking about it being a, being a tight game, Travis. I think I think you're right. All these teams all knotted up at the seven here this uh, uh First quarter here, really no team so far, no teams to turn the ball over or anything like that. They've just been able to march down the field and put it in the end zone. Weber boots it away. It's a straight line drive, and Weaver's going to let it go and bounce into the end zone for a touchback. And so it'll be a first and 10 at the 40 is where FEM will take over. Yeah, nice job there. Just let it, uh, let it roll in the end zone, get the touchback, start the ball from Marone. Uh, I mean, that, was, that was a rocket, a fastball. Well, it was a rocket. It was a, it was a low low kick, kind yeah. of, uh, kind of, kind of a side, side kick, you know. Yeah, kind good of, way to jam your finger. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, Effingham is at the ball to Charleston 20. The 20. So it'll be Gillum up under center eye formation. And Gillum will take the snap, turn and hand off to a Dunson, trying to find room off that left side, and he's going to fall forward. Close to the 25, but he was brought down there by Spore. And so that's going to be a gain of about four. So it'll bring up second and six. Good job there by uh, by Dunstan getting getting what, uh, what yards what yards he could. Effingham uh, trying to uh, still figure out what works and what uh, what doesn't work. They've, uh, they've had some big... Uh, those big pass plays and not, not too many big running plays yet, but Dunstan's still chipping away and getting those yards. Two receivers split out, on one on each side of the line. Gillum under center, turns the hands off to Dunstan again. Cuts back right side, and it goes and tries to turn the corner. Can't get there, and he's going to get a back to the line of scrimmage, but that's about it. 
As that was Schrader who brought him down in the backfield. A little bit of a high tackle there. The direction of a horse collar, but it'll bring up third and four, so it was actually a gain of about two. Yeah, gain of two. That was in the area of a, of a horse collar, but uh, no call. No call there. Probably probably get no call in that situation. But uh, FGM with the... Uh, Taking birds a couple first downs last drive. Let's see if they can do it to do it again this time. Keep this drive going. As Gilmore being a shotgun, two receivers split out to his left. Takes the snap, looking over that way. Chucks it. He's got a man, and it's going to be short and complete. As that was Nolan Fearday was the intended receiver, or the intended receiver. And so that'll bring up fourth down on the incompletion. As Gilmore was trying to hit Fearday, and It'll be FEM having to punt it away here. Yeah, FEM trying to take a shot there. They were connect. just uh, outside reach of Fear Day uh, in FEM's uh, first first punt of the game, uh, unfortunately. But because uh, with a minute two here left to go in the, the first quarter, King and Nelson will be back to receive the punt from Michael Stefton. Low kick, it bounces to him, but he still gets it off. Though. There was no pressure at all. And it's going to be called, uh, I thought it was going to be a fair catch. Yep, finally the whistles do come in. The officials will blow it dead there. And so Nelson called for the fair catch, but he had some room to run there. He did. But he'd already signaled for the fair catch there. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he definitely realized that after he signaled for the fair catch, he tried to run. But the officials said, no, no, you already uh, called for that fair catch. So, uh, anyway, we'll see what, uh, hopefully, if can be cold. Old Charleston here with uh, 58 seconds left to go in the uh, first quarter. 58 seconds. Ball will be spotted at the their own 41-yard line. Charleston with two receivers split out there on the far side. Von Setter up under center. He'll turn and hand off to a score straight up the gut. And he might have got back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe one, but not much. And actually, Bell was the carrier that time. And they're going to say it was a no-gainer. So it'll be a second and ten as the clock winds down here. In the first quarter, we'll have to snap. Charleston will have to snap it one more time before the first quarter clock expires. And Bonstetter will go up in the center, more of a traditional eye formation. And Bonstetter takes the snap, and it's going to be a play-action pass. He rolls his right. He shakes off love, throws on the run, and it's going to be complete to Nelson. And it's close to the 40-yard line. The other 40. That's in FEM territory. Throw on the run there by Bonstetter. Hits Nelson. And it'll be at the 42. I think, yeah, 42. Bonstetter Nelson, first down. About an 11-yard gain there for Charleston. 15.8 15.8 left on the first quarter clock. Two receivers split out on the near side this time. Monster's looking over that way. Pass is complete a little bit high as the receiver tries to break free there. That was King. They just couldn't get away from the hard pursuit. That was a gain of about two on the short little screener there. And that'll do it for the first quarter. So after one quarter of play, it's Charleston 7, Effingham 7. And it'll be second down and eight for the Trojans when we return into the second quarter. And we'll be back in one minute. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. MERS heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family. Always call on the lead. 
Hi, this is Pat Gevin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning, your local Lennox dealer. I know that after a long, hard day at work, all you want to do is relax at home. But how can you possibly relax when you can't seem to get comfortable? The house seems warm and stuffy. Well, the MERS team has the solution. We provide free estimates for new systems, prompt installation, and don't forget we have most sizes and types of equipment in stock in our warehouse for a speedy cure to your summertime blues. Give us a call today at 342-2323 or book online at MERSAC.com. Be sure to ask about our new customer and customer loyalty discounts. Merge heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Charleston High School, all tied up at 7. Second down and a 7. To start off the fourth quarter, uh, second quarter for Charleston. Monster turns the hands off to Spore, left side, as he gets swallowed up there by Mindendorf, as he's close to the first down marker, but just a little bit shy of that. So that'll bring up a third and short. So it'll bring up third and four. Four, I thought I got more than that. But, yeah. Uh, still still uh, short third and four, I guess you guess you want to call it here for uh, for Charleston, but uh, you know, FEM, FEMD, uh, not doing too too bad of a job, only allowing one score uh, so far in this game. Let's see if they can hold uh, the trophies here. Third and a four two receiver split out here on the near side. One will come in motion. That's Archibald, and it's going to be handed off to a score, but nothing doing there. Our right. defense get him in the backfield for a loss. As one of the first guys back there to slow him down was Metzner. And then just a couple others came in and tag team and tackled him. And it'll bring a fourth down, a no-gainer there on the stop by the Hearts D. Lost a one, but uh, nonetheless, a nice job by, by Metzner and the Hearts D. And let's see if they can. So it'll be a ball at the FEM 37 after that big pass play to Nelson. It's just been nothing doing for Charleston, but they are going to go for it on fourth down. As one lone receiver is going to be split out wide here. Otherwise, one's going to get closer to the line. And it's going to be Bonsetter. Will go up under center. Takes the snap. It's going to be a play action pass. And he rolls out here to the right side. And he's shipped by one guy. Throws downfield. And it's going to be caught. Wow. As it's going to be no catch. Archibald. Tried to make a sliding grab there. He's going to say that it, it hopped in into his arm. And uh, the uh, Coach Halsey, I can see down there, doesn't agree with that. If there was replay, right. sure we would get one. But it's right. no replay in high school football as FEM will take over on the turnover on downs. That was close. Yeah, that was that was close. And, uh... It uh, looked, it's almost good. almost looked like there was pass interference on Effingham, but yeah, they were uh, both battling for the football. That's def- sure. definitely sure. So nonetheless, Effingham's ball here after the turnover and downs on Charleston. And so it'll be Gillum up under center. Two receivers split out here. They're gonna throw a short little screen to a Belcher. Tries to make a juke move. He's at the 40 yard line before he's brought down by a couple of Trojans there. And uh, so that's gonna be a gain of about five or six there. They're gonna say five. So a quick little screener there to Belcher. And it'll be second down and five. 
of the game, uh, changing it up, going to different different wide receivers, getting uh, getting the yardage uh, where they can so far here tonight. Well, at the uh, their own 42, Gimble will be up in the center. He'll send a man in motion. Uh, he's just going to take the snap, hands off to uh, Dunstan, and it's going to be hand up straight up the gut. Not a lot going on there. Keep pushing forward until that whistle blows, and he's finally brought down. A short little gain, maybe a gain over one or two yards, but not much. Straight up the gut by Dunstan. They're going to say it was a gain of two, so it'll bring up third and three. Yeah, not much not much there. Got, got a couple, but uh, Dunstan, you know, a little, little engine the kid didn't, uh, didn't quit so the, the whistle blew. So third and three here for, for Effingham at uh, at their own 44-yard uh, line. So let's see if they can keep this drive going. Third and three, Gillum. It's eye formation up in her center. Receiver split on each side, and Gillum takes the snap. He'll end off to a Dunson. He's got room, and he's got the first down as he dives forward close to midfield, and that's going to be a first down. So it'll bring up first and 10, a ball at the 48. Oh, 49. Nice job. Nice it's job just there, enough. By, yeah, just, just enough there by Dunson to get the uh, – about four. Get the get the first down. Got enough yardage to keep the chase moving and keep the drive going. Gillum will go up in the center. He'll send another man in motion, and Gillum takes the snap and he's going to hand off to a Dunstan trying to rook a sweep to the right side. And a flag come out, and that's the first flag of the game. And it's going to be initially holding on offense, so that'll back up FEM a little bit. 8-12 to go in the second quarter is when we had our first penalty of the night. So, fairly clean game. Yeah, so far. So that's going to back up. Hearts away. Back up. And so that's going to be officially holding. Spot of the foul. So that's going to back up the hearts way back up to about the 39 is where they're going to put it. Yeah, like you said, a clean game, clean game thus far. Penalties have been a, a problem uh, for Effingham in, in the past few games. Luckily, this, this is a ten-yard one here, so luckily it's only the first one. Hopefully, the only one in the game for the Hearts. First down, and a twenty now on the holding penalty, and Gillum's going to hand off to a Dunstan. Tries to turn the corner, stiff arms a couple of guys, and they just knock him out of bounds for a short little gain there by Dunstan on the first down and twenty play. He got up to the 43, so a gain of about four there on the short little run. King was one of the first guys there to knock him out for the Trojans. Yes, he was. Short little run for uh, for Dunstan, uh, second and 16 here for Effingham. He got shotgun formation now with Gillum. Play action pass. He's looking to throw, and Gillum kind of stumbles a little bit, and he goes down. Is it going to be Archibald going to get him down there with a big sack? As Gillum, when he loaded up the throw, he slipped on the field and he couldn't grab his footing and couldn't gather himself back up. And so Archibald came in and sacked him. That's going to be a third and a country mile for the heart. Yeah, for sure. Lost the five there on the sack. Yeah, like you said, he uh, he, he was going to going to pass and then slipped and had to bring it back down and just, uh, lost it all after that. So a big sack. It's going to be a third and 26. Gillum's throw is going to be short to lots. Out at the 40-yard line, he caught a block. Here comes a flag. 
and another one, and he's going to finally be rustled down just shy of midfield for a loss, but we'll wait to see where or what the penalty is. Is in that area of uh, offensive violation, but we'll wait to see the official call as the officials will get together. Yep, it's going to be holding again on Effingham, and Coach Halsey says we're going to back them up. They're going to be well short of the first down anyway, so he could decline it if he wanted to, but good. And so that'll push him back a little bit more. There for the offense, for the heart. So a couple of penalties on this drive for Effingham. Going to push them back, and they're going to replay third down, and it's going to be third and 32. Yeah, this is, uh, this is two two or three country miles here, Travis. Uh, <laughs> third, and, third and 32. I have to go up the hill, up the hill. Up the hill, five miles both ways. Around, yeah. Through the snow and <laughs> to Grandma's house with Gill. Hey, so Gillen will be in the shotgun. Two receivers split out on the right side. And they're going to look down the middle. Caught by Loss at the 45. He turns at midfield. And he's going to be wrestled down. But he got it just to the original line of scrimmage. So that's going to be well short. And it'll bring a fourth down on the run and catch there by Loss. So still going to be... A game of about 23, that's still not good enough. Yeah, no, it's still still not good enough. Uh, it's going to be fourth, fourth and eight, but uh, it was definitely a nice pass there from Gillum to Watts, but uh, not not enough to get the, get the first down. So Michael Stefton will be on to boot it away, and King will be back to receive the punt. So after a couple of penalties, stalled out the drive. High snap, but Stefton gets it down. No pressure. High kick this time. King's going to run up a little bit, but he's just going to let it bounce. And FEM's going to let it bounce at about the 22 or 23 before they touch it down. So after a sack and some penalties, big completion there to Watts, but not enough. And Hart ended up having to punt it away after all. And the ball will be officially spotted at the 22. Or Charles will take over a 6-10 remaining in the half. Yeah, see if uh, Charleston can get to get something going here. Uh, but see if uh, FEM's FM defense can keep uh, keep them in check. They've only uh, only allowed uh, seven seven points here so far. So let's see if they can maintain that. Bonsetter up on her center, two receivers split out to the left. He's looking that way. Short little screen. A pass is complete. And that's going to be complete to Clement. And it's going to be a gain of about five or six. So it'll be a second down and about four. So that'll bring it up to about the 28. Second down and a four on the pitch and catch there from Bonsetter. So it'll be a second down, A and a four, Bond Center up on her center. High formation, turns her hands off to a score. Tries to juke up the middle, but nothing doing there as the hearts are on him. Michael Love, one of the people to slow him down. Donaldson comes in there. Weaver's also in on the tackle. Either way, it's going to be short, a short gain of two. So it'll be third and two. Yeah, four progress gives him a gain of, gain of two there, but uh, Effingham's defense. 
options right there to right there to stop them, like they uh, they have been most of the night. Uh, night so far, I haven't really allowed any big big runs or anything thus far. Bond setter under center, third and two for Charleston. Turns and hands off to a spore. He bobbles it a little bit, and I don't think he got it. Oh, and Mindendorf was one of the first guys there to slow him down, and that's going to be short, so it'll bring up fourth down. Not the cleanest of exchanges either, and so that'll bring up fourth down, fourth and two. So back to their original, or back to the line, but that was it. Yeah, nothing, nothing given there. Uh... Four and Charleston looks like they're going for it here with 4.15 up to go. At their own 30-yard line, and they're going for it. And a bonsai is going to go up under center eye formation. Receivers split out on each side of the line. Bonsetter will maybe go in hard count here, trying to draw the hearts off sides, but nobody's doing it. And Coach Halsey's going to have to take the timeout. And so that's what they were doing. They were going hard count. Hearts don't jump. The timeout, so we'll take a quick 30 second timeout as well. You're listening to Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student Checking Account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, Hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Carlson now sends out the punter, Max Weber, to put it away on fourth and two after the Trojans try to the hard count, but the hearts didn't jump, and so they're also going to have to punt it away, and Donaldson will be back at about the 40-yard line to receive this punt from Weber. As it's 3.56 remaining in of the first half, we're all tied at at 7. Both teams getting touchdowns and not much else. Weber, high snap, but he gets it down, and it's a good high kick. Travels past the 50-yard line, and it's going to be a slipping. And there is Donaldson, but he's still caught the ball. And that's going to be at about the 42-yard line is where he fell down at. So Effiem will take over with 3.50 to go at their own 42-yard line. Uh, great great field position here for Effingham as they start this, uh, start this next drive. Last one stalled out. Excuse me on a uh, on a punt, so uh, let's see if uh, Effingham can get things going. Uh, both teams here with just a uh, touchdown apiece, uh, all tied at seven, and uh, Gage Gilliman company, and see what they can do. Gilliman will go up in her center. Receivers split out on each side. Takes a snap and hands off to a Dunstan again, right side, and he got in a false forward after a couple of yards, but not much after Archibald brings him down. So that'll be about three. Or two, I think they're going to say, just two yards. So it'll be second and eight. Yeah, not much happened there for uh, Dunstan. I think he might have maybe slipped a little bit, but uh, nonetheless gained a couple yards and uh, chipping their way downfield. High formation again. Gillum up under center. 
Gillen takes a snap, and it's going to be a play action. He rolls out right side, and Archibald's right in his face, and he's going to bring him down for a sack deep in the backfield. And actually, that is Mason Redburn. And, and that's going to be a loss all the way back to the 35. So third and 15 is where it's going to bring up, or 16, loss. Loss of eight there yeah. on the back. Definitely not what you want if your Effingham brings up a long third and 15 here. So they have to go in the uh, shotgun at this time for Gillum. Two receivers split out here to the near side. Takes the snap. Gillum looking to throw across the middle, and it's going to be almost a one-handed catch by Lots, but incomplete. I would have had the first down and a spectacular grab, but instead they fall harmlessly to the ground. And yeah, the fourth down after the sack and incompletion, so it'll be a three and out for Effingham. Yeah, that would have been a spectacular grab by Lots, Mike. It was uh, maybe a little high and kind of time behind him, but he it was he, uh, a little bit behind. Yeah. He uh, he tried for sure, but definitely uh, nothing nothing happening. They got the punt here on uh, fourth and fourth and fifteen. King and Nelson will be back to receive the kickoff. They're both to be standing about the thirty yard line is where they'll field the punt. Steps in and gets it away. Nice boot. Takes it about uh, the thirty uh, two yard line, and Nelson brings it up to about the forty two or forty three before Effingham can take him down there. And that's uh, Ring with the tackle on the punt return. So three and out for FEM with the punt. And so it'll be at the 41 is where the ball will be placed at their own 41. 2.23 for Charleston to work with before the half comes to an end. And a bond setter will go up on our center. Two receivers split out here on the near side. He's looking towards that way, and it's going to be complete to Nelson. And he spins around at the 45 and gets close to midfield. So a gain of about five or six there on the short little completion to Nelson. And so it'll be a second down and about six. Or second down and four with a gain of six. Sponsor shotgun. Here comes Love. Throws across the middle into traffic. No, no good. Incomplete. As Spencer Fox was one of the players in the area. Busher was there, too. Weaver was there as well. And any one of them could have come down with it. Yes, they could have. They could have. Uh, yeah. uh, it was a dangerous throw. Lucky that uh, Charleston was lucky that no one from Effingham come down with that pass. But uh, third and four here for Charleston. Let's see if Effingham Z can, can hold them once again. Minute 58 to go. Third and four. Bonsetter up under center receivers on each side. Bonster takes the snap, and it's going to be handoff to a score right side. Turns the corner. He's got room to run. He's at the 40. He cuts back. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tarleton. Wow. 53-yard run. There for Spore. 53 yards. Biggest play of the night for both squads. Biggest play of the night for Spore. And it's 13 to 7, Charleston. Just got to the edge on the right side, caught a block, and he was gone. As the fireworks go off here at Trojan Hill, and that was an electric run. Yes, it was. It was uh, 
Barry Electric score got through the FDMD as they kicked the extra point. A little bit of a low snap, but it's good. As it's 14 to 2 of 7, Charleston, a minute 48 to go into the half. So we'll be back in a 30 seconds. And you're listening to Happy Mark Football here on Jack FM. Are you ready for a calming getaway right in your backyard? Look no further. Wet Pools and Spas is here to turn your relaxation dreams into reality. Dive into the ultimate relaxation experience with their top-of-the-line pools and spas. Transform your outdoor space into a paradise with their stunning pool and spa designs. You can rely on Wet Pools and Spas to make it easy for you, guiding you from start to finish through the buying and installation process. Visit their website at wetpoolsandspas.net or stop by their showroom to learn more. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. 53-yard touchdown there by Brett Spore gives Carlson the lead 14-7 with a minute 48 to go in the half. Yeah, after score got after score got through the uh, Effingham's Effingham's defense, he uh, he made a cut and it was uh, nothing but uh, him and Green Grass between there and there in the end zone, pretty much. But uh, that was a spectacular run by by Spore. He was able to find the opening and took advantage of it. That's his his second touchdown of the night and uh, definitely the longest play of of the night for uh, for both teams. Weber will boot it away. Weaver and Dunson back to receive it, and that's Dunson. At the 10-yard line, he receives it, and he looks for run, room to run on the right side. He's got a couple of blocks, and he gets it close to the 30-yard line before Charleston can bring him down on the return by Dunstan. And so FEM will have a minute, 41 seconds remaining, and they haven't used the timeout yet, so they got all three left. That's good. That's definitely helpful with a minute 41 left to go here before, before the half if they get, they get down close to the – Warner touchdown, that could uh, definitely be helpful. So let's see what Gage Gillum and company come out here and uh, be in the shotgun and go from there. So they have the 28-yard line, and Gillum will be in the shotgun. First down and 10 for the FEM Hearts. As Gillum's going to keep it on the QB draw. He gets by two Trojans. He gets room to run here on the left side. He's at the 35. He gets spun out of bounds at the 40. So a Gillum scramble off the draw. And uh, that's going to be a first down for FEM. And they're going to say it's the 39. The 11, 11 yard run there for, for Gillum is the uh, quarterback draw. And uh, I thought he handed off there first, but he uh, chose to take it himself, got to the outside, and uh, moved the chains and uh, got 11 yards uh, while doing it. So let's see if they can. Going with something like that again. Got out of bounds, too, so it stops yeah. the clock at a minute 33. Gillum back in the shotgun. Receivers out to the left, to the right side. And whistles before the play can get going. And Charleston will take a timeout. That's the second of the half for Charleston. And so we'll step away for 30 seconds as well. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FN. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue 
to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Trojan Hill, Charleston High School. As Charleston took a timeout there, and the first down and 10 of four of the hearts. We have a score update over in Cumberland, over in Toledo. It's Arthur, 14 and a six. Cumberland just got on the scoreboard there, so extra point was a miss. So it's 14 6, Arthur. It's 14 7 here. It's going to be Gillum keeping it again. He moves away to the right side. He's into the secondary, and he's finally brought down. Close to the 45, just shy of it. So another big gainer there with Gillum's legs. And it'll be first and 10 at the 47. About nine. So it'll be a minute 18 to go. And Gillum in the shotgun again. And he'll hand off to a Dunstan off the left side. Looking for a couple of blockers. He passed the 40-yard line before he's tripped up. He's close to the first down marker. And he's going to be just short, so maybe a gain of about eight. So it'll be second and two. And so it'll be FEM running the hurry up here. Pistol formation as Dunstan's just right behind Gillum. As he'll get the football, and he's going to be thrown back there by Archibald. And the whistle's going to blow, and it's going to be a forward progress stop. But still, it's going to be a loss of about three there. So third and five. 35 seconds and counting. Yeah, Archibald was right there for Charleston and the loss of three on the play. Gillum in the shotgun, and Gillum's going to hand off to Dunstan right side. He's got a blocker. He spins up close past the 35, and finally, FEM is going to take a timeout here, and it stops the clock with 19.2 seconds to go in the first half as it'll be a first down and 10 ball up to the 33 on a nice little runner there by Dunstan. And so FEM uses their first timeout of the half. We'll just keep it right here with 19 seconds to go in the half. We mentioned that Arthur Cumberland score. We'll check on other scores from around the area, trying to get you some Apollo scores as well. And we'll be back for the uh, stats at halftime as well of this first half as Charleston leads to 14 to a 7 is the score for Charleston. I think they're going to put some time back on the clock here. As like you're going to put 1.8 seconds back on that 19.2, they just put it back at 21. So, and there it is, 21 seconds. Hey, every second, every second, every tenth of a second counts. I mean. Absolutely. And so it'll be a Gillum. In the shotgun, two receivers split out on the far side. And that's a Gillum in the shotgun. He'll send a man into motion, and there's going to be a penalty as maybe FEM got off to a little bit of a false start there, and that's what they're going to be called on. So a penalty on FEM again, and so that'll be a five-yard penalty backing him up on his third of 15 play. First and, first and 15. There we go. We'll get it right eventually. As Reed will go in motion, and Gillum will take the snap. A little bit of a low snap, but he gets it. Throws on the run on the right side, and the pass is. I haven't yeah. seen a signal yet. I say they're going to say he's incomplete. 
a loss. It was the intended receiver. He dropped it. Couldn't tell if they held, he held on just long enough, but that would be second and a 15. I could either. I thought there for a minute he held on no signal. long enough, but uh, obviously not. Andy Gillum will be in the shotgun. He'll take the snap, and he'll look to load up and throw down the middle into traffic. High guys for it, and it's going to be complete to Belcher at the 10-yard line. And so that team will have to take a timeout. So it'll be a first and goal. It should be at the 10. So it's at the 9. The big throw and a catch. There for Belcher. 29 yards from Gillum Gillum to Belcher. As Belcher just skied for the football and caught it at its highest point. And it's going to be first and goal. For the Hearts with 10.1 seconds to go. Yeah, nice job there by uh, Gillum and Belcher. And Belcher just went for it and was able to bring it down. And uh, 10.1 seconds left to go here. And in the half, FBM's got fresh sets of downs and knocking on the knocking on the doorstep of uh, scoring a touchdown here. So uh, they, they've done some done some really really uh, good things offensively. Uh, they did. They do have three penalties for uh, for 25 yards so far tonight. Obviously, uh, opportunities uh, in the future to correct those. But let's see if they have him score the touchdown here before halftime. 10.1 left. Abigail does have one timeout remaining. First and goal at the eight. Justin Reed in motion. Gillum takes the snap. He's looking to pass, and he's going to tuck it in and run up the gut. And he goes towards the end zone, and he spun down a short. And that's going to be... Hey, a timeout. I think FEM got it just in the nick of time, or did time run out? As it'll be three seconds. Three seconds on the clock, and FEM got the timeout. As Gillum carried it all the way to the one-yard line, so the gain of about seven on the Gillum scramble. So it'll be three seconds. I'm gonna say it's a legal formation now. So, and all of a sudden there was an illegal formation. I didn't see a flag. And Coach Hefner is asking what's going on as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Didn't see a flag, and then all of a sudden they get the timeout. And then after the play was over, it was an illegal formation. And so, it obviously won't be on... On the one-yard line, instead it'll be on the 14. On an illegal I formation. I don't, I don't understand this at all, Travis. I really don't. I didn't. An illegal formation is a 15-yard penalty? Well, that I just, I just didn't see where the illegal formation happened myself. So. So anyway, the heart's loose. It'll be a, a field goal attempt by Stephen here. So... It'll be a 31-yard field goal for Stetson. Three seconds to go. Donaldson gets it down, and the kick is up, and it just gets over the crossbar. Good. Stetson, as time expires in the half, 31-yard field goal for Michael Stetson. And it'll be 14-10, to 10, your score, after the Michael Stetson field goal as time expired. There is FEM. It's called an illegal formation. It's setting him on the 14-yard line. 
And then Stefton knocking it through the uprights, just cleared the crossbar. A little bit more yardage, that probably would have hit it, but he nailed the field goal, and that makes it a four-point game at the half. 14-12, Charleston leading on their homecoming. And so we'll be back to take a look at the first half stats, as well as we'll, we'll take a look at other scores from around the area. So we'll be back in a few minutes as it's Charleston 14, FEM 10 here at halftime. And we'll be back for the halftime report. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FN. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Say goodbye to busy signals, long hold times, and missed calls. This is Cleet Behrman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now you can text us with a question, order a part, even send us a picture of the part you need. You don't need any special equipment, and you can text us from any smartphone. It's faster and more efficient than calling. So supercharge your communication with us. Move to the front of the line for parts and service by texting Crossroads Truck Equipment 217-347-0456. Weston Company Certified Public Accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, Hearts! Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. MERS Heating and Air Conditioning, do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family, always call on the leader. Hi, this is Pat Gevin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning, your local Lennox dealer. I know that after a long, hard day at work, all you want to do is relax at home. But how can you possibly relax when you can't seem to get comfortable? The house seems warm and stuffy. Well, the MERS team has the solution. We provide free estimates for new systems, prompt installation, and don't forget we have most sizes and types of equipment in stock in our warehouse for a speedy cure to your summertime blues. Give us a call today at 342-2323 or book online at MERSAC.com. Be sure to ask about our new customer and customer loyalty discounts. Mers heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. The doctor-patient relationship. More essential than words can say. But what if the patient can't put it into words? 
This is Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Veterinary Clinic. Nothing can take the place of your pet's relationship with their veterinarian. No website or app can examine their eyes, touch, listen, or detect problems early. That's why 9 out of 10 pets say they want that personal relationship with their vet. So before you Google your poodle, call us first with your pet questions. FNM Veterinary Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive, and on Facebook. Now, time for the Effingham Football Halftime Report on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Halftime at Charleston High School. Trojan Hill is homecoming here at Charleston High School this evening as well. And so far, so good on the scoreboard for Charleston as they have the score 14 to 10 in their favor. A little bit of confusion there towards the end of the half as it was Gillum carrying it all the way down to the one yard line. And then a phantom flag came out and they had it at the nine yard line and the five yard penalty on the illegal formation on the hearts backed them up there to about the 14 yard line. And that's where Michael Stefan kicked a 31 yard field goal to make it a 14 to 10 game there as time expired in the second quarter to send us to halftime. So, a little bit of confusion in there, but um, uh, game got points out of the deal, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters, and they get the ball first to begin the second half as well as they won the toss, but they deferred to the second half. So, let's recap the uh, scoring as we have them here at uh, Trojan Hill. As it was Charleston on, or it was FEM on the board of first at 7.06 remaining in the first quarter, 10 plays, 67-yard drive, was capped off by a 9-yard touchdown run by Dunstan, and Stefton made the point after attempt for a 7 nothing lead for FEM. Then with 2.33 to go in the first quarter, a 9-play, 75-yard drive was capped off by Charleston's Brett Spore as he finished off a 3-yard rushing touchdown, and the point after by Weber was a good to tie it up at a 7-all. And then a offensive lull happened there in the uh, second quarter as Charleston finally got on the board with about a minute 48 to go on the clock. It was a three-play, 59-yard drive, and it was finished off by a 53-yard touchdown by Brett Spore. And uh, Weber made uh, the extra point to make it 14-7 to Trojans. But then, like I mentioned, as time expired there, Michael Stefton with a 31-yard field goal finished finished off a six-play drive that ultimately came up just a little bit short of the end zone and uh, forced to settle for a field goal there. And that makes it 14-10 to 10 with Charleston leading here at halftime as there's been uh, some turnovers on downs and a punt in the game. But uh, there was uh, Charleston doing it just enough there in that first quarter or in that first half, especially that big run by a spore his second touchdown on the night, but that 53-yarder really was gives the Trojans some confidence going into the second half that they finally broke one open there for Spore, and they really ignited the Charleston sideline, and they're currently in the lead now, 14-10 to 10 here as we said at the half. Yeah, the uh, Trojans, yeah, definitely, uh, excuse me, ahead here to half four. 14 to 10. Uh, yeah, that uh, faint of flag here at the end of the half definitely uh, uh, still has me scratching my head as uh, why one why it came out so late and uh, 
So, I don't know, I guess I didn't see any illegal formation and the thought was being called uh, way before it was. And Coach Hefner immediately was going to go and try to take the timeout, and he thought that it was at the one-yard line. And all of a sudden he hears over the PA that it was a legal formation call. And so it goes from a gain on the Gillum scramble to the goal line, and then it completely changes the call there to uh, send out Stefton out for the field goal. Sure, yeah, definitely. That's a so uh, seven-point yeah, swing, maybe? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely could be a, a seven-point seven swing. And, uh, we'll, we'll see if it uh, matters at uh, the outcome outcome of this game. And it very it very well could. So uh, we'll have to see how that plays how that plays into it. I mean, uh, definitely, definitely big right now. But, uh, excuse me, let's look at some stats here, first of all, for uh, Charleston. For uh, Brett Score, uh, 11 carries, 84 yards, two touchdowns. That big 53-yard, 53-yard uh, TD run, uh, biggest play for uh, for either team so far tonight. Uh, Burnett's got uh, two carries for four yards. Also for Charleston, uh, receiving. Nelson's got uh, four catches for 48 yards. King's got one catch for two yards. Uh, Schrader's got uh, one catch for 12 yards. Simmons's got one catch for six yards. Uh, quarterback Luke Bonstetter, seven for 11 for 64, 64 uh, and uh, 68, uh, 68 yards uh, passing so far. And like I said, both scores have uh, come from Brett Score, uh, Brett Score, a three-yard TD run, a 53-yard TD run for their for Charleston's 14 points. Or Effingham uh, rushing gave Gage Gillen five rushes for 29 yards. Weldon Dunstan's got 16, 16 carries for 59 yards and uh, one rushing touchdown. Receiving Watts got two catches for 47 yards. And Belcher's got two catches for 34 yards. Uh, passing Gage Gillum, uh, four for eight for 50%, and uh, 81, 81 yards passing. And uh, the Dustin eight-yard TD run and Stephen 24-yard field goal right at half for the two scores for uh, for Effingham. And, uh, you know, both both teams doing, doing some good things on, uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Effingham with the... Uh, They've got the uh, they've got four penalties for 34 yards, and that, that last one right there before the half is looming large. Uh, so far, like Travis said, could have been a, a seven point seven point swing there, but uh, nonetheless, that's something the, the Hearts are going to have to uh, to work past and get uh, you know get fast. And luckily, they they deferred at the, the beginning of the game. They won the toss, so they do get the ball to start the. Uh, start the second half so they do have momentum on their side after they, they kick the field goal to you know get get points on the board and uh you know let's let's see if Effingham can uh, keep the keep the momentum going going their way and uh, uh Charleston doing doing some good things as well I mean they're not you know neither team is blowing blowing each other away or anything like that and we both kind of thought it'd be a tight game here tonight it is uh, it's a very you know very tight you know four-point game here at uh here to halftime, so uh, let's, uh, let's see what the, the second half brings. I'm sure it'll probably be more, more of the same and uh, pretty close the rest of the way. And also during the week, talked to the Coach Hef about the penalties that had to show up from time to time, and it was a phantom flag or not. It still came out at a bad time there for the Hearts, so had to 
clean that up, and that's one of the point of emphasis that Coach Hefner uh, was talking about during the weekend, and it shows up here once again uh, tonight. So uh, they announced a homecoming court here at uh, Charleston, and the band performed out there on the field as well. So uh, we'll uh, try to track down some other scores uh, from around the area. We'll try to track down a score over in uh, Cumberland for that Arthur and a Pirates game. I saw that uh, that Arthur was leading 14-6 to at the last report. So uh, we'll check on other scores as well as uh, the uh, keys to the second half coming up as we continue on to the halftime report as it's 14-10 to with Charleston in the lead at halftime here at Trojan Hill. So we'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FM. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Say goodbye to busy signals, long hold times, and missed calls. This is Cleet Behrman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now you can text us with a question, order a part, even send us a picture of the part you need. You don't need any special equipment, and you can text us from any smartphone. It's faster and more efficient than calling. So supercharge your communication with us. Move to the front of the line for parts and service by texting Crossroads Truck Equipment 217-347-0456. Weston Company Certified Public Accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at New Charleston High School of Trojan Hill as it is the Charleston's homecoming of tonight and so far so good for them as they're leading 14-10 here at the half. So let's take a look at some other scores from around the area this evening. Currently, it's Mount Carmel winning at halftime over Paris, 35-0. At the half over on our sister station, WSCRA, it's Arthur leading at the half against Cumberland, 14-2-6. It's Shelbyville leading at 20-0 over Warrensville Latham. We have a Greenville in the lead in the second quarter over Pena, 13-2-6. And in Mount Zion, another Apollo Conference matchup, it's the Braves with a 28-7 lead over Matt Dune. It's Villa Grove and Arcola tied at seven. Vandalia is winning 28 to 20 at halftime over North Mac. We have Muhammad Seymour winning 21 to zero over Taylorville in the other Apollo matchup tonight. Thornton is leading 24 to 10 over Gillespie at halftime. And I think that's all the scores from around the area. One more Sullivan, 27 to nothing against Sarah Gordo this evening. Uh, Tuscola winning 28 to seven over Central. A&M in the second quarter, and that is all of these scores that I have for you here at the half. It's 14-10 to 10 here with Charleston in the lead, and of course, we got 
action going on on WCRA. We got uh, stuff going on on 98.9 in the game as well as the Cardinals are out west finishing up uh, last few series of the season. They're against San Diego this weekend, so uh, tune into uh, 98.9 in the game. But we will have to switch the Cardinals over to a WCRA tomorrow evening as the Illini have the uh, game over on 98.9 in the game against FAU as their kickoff will be at 2.30 in Champaign, but 1.30 over on a 98.9 in the game before the pregame show. And then the Cardinals will be back on a 98.9 the game on a Sunday to finish up their series with San Diego there. As, again, only a few more games left in the season. I'm down to single digits, I believe, for the uh, season for the uh, Cardinals. And the line I'm trying to bounce back against FAU tomorrow afternoon. So make sure you stay in tune to all of our stations all uh, weekend along. As we have coverage for you, and if you want to have listen to these game calls back, including that one double overtime, the thriller against Mount Carmel earlier this year, you can check it out on the podcast. We turn every game into podcasts, and you can find that over on w or over on fmradio.com and uh, download that as well as you can download the starting lineup as well, where we talk about local sports. Eric Fry and myself talking about local sports saying and get our hot sports takes every weekday 11 to noon over on 989 the game as well we do have a few minutes to spare here so i wanted to give a shout out to the sponsors for bringing you fem hearts football all season long the rush truck centers incorporated dietrich bank MERS heating and air conditioning crossroads truck equipment fem veterinary clinic weber's jewelry weston company and wet pools and spas and FEM Touchdowns this year is brought to you by Licking My Chicken and Pulling My Pork Barbecue. And speaking of Licking My Chicken and Pulling My Pork Barbecue, they're open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. until they're sold out. And on most days, they do sell out. Located on Highway 33 inside A1 Liquors Haven's Patio. Come on out and enjoy the food truck experience with the luxury of a fully covered patio. Their mouth-watering meats are slow-smoked to perfection and covered in their signature rub. They'll leave you wanting more. Come on down and give it a try. They promise you won't regret it. And also our sponsor spotlight for this evening's game is MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The MERS mission is to provide their customers with total indoor comfort by supplying the very best central air installation service and maintenance. But above all else, MERS works to earn your trust because nothing is better than dealing with someone you trust. It takes years to build and only a moment to destroy that's why Pat Gebbin and his crew at MERS Heating and Air Conditioning stand by their word, and they stand behind their work. Make sure to get those homes checked for winter as you get those heating systems in a tip-top condition before the real bitter cold temperatures begin. You can get a free in-home estimate by calling them at 217-342-2323 or going online at MERSAC.com. And MERS Heating and Air Conditioning is your authorized premier Linux dealer and their motto is, do it once, do it right. And they are tonight's sponsor spotlight. And we appreciate MERS Heating and Air Conditioning being one of the sponsors for sponsoring FEM Hearts football this season. As I see a Charleston making their way out onto the field and FEM making their way out onto the field. And back in my day in high school, I had to go all the way up the hill a little bit. And now they have locker rooms where the away teams can hang out and the locker rooms in the uh, old days 
in my day, or all, all the way back up at the school. So instead of making them a long trek back up there, they usually had a spot in the open field back there, but uh, now they can go inside that locker room uh, over there that was built several years ago. Uh, their kids don't know how good they have it. I know, right? You know, back in your day, you had to run up that hill five miles, you know, just to, just to get, sit down. Yeah, they have break. to walk quite quite that far. Well, you know, half I half know time, I'm but... exaggerating. Uh, hopefully, they, hopefully they get the drift, you know. Yeah, you had to walk out basically a little ways in the middle, up a hill, a little in the middle of nowhere, and sit down in the grass and, you know, listen to the coach, you know, you know, basically chew, chew, chew on you a little bit, you know, for what you're doing great and what you're doing wrong and what you need to fix and everything. But you're right, kids, they, they don't know how good they have it now with the, the locker rooms and stuff being being right there. But uh, I don't know, again, when this uh, the second half, definitely uh, they've got they've got uh, only four penalties in the game, but all four have been on Effingham, and uh, that, uh, that ghost one there at the uh, end of the second half definitely, uh, definitely got to loom. Blue Mars. Um, so uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I think both teams are doing doing stuff right. We thought we thought it'd be a be a tight game. Uh, maybe at the end, needs to clean clean some stuff up and uh, you know have a have a better better shot to win this game here in the second half. They do get the second half uh, kickoff and. Uh, I know I was talking before the game about Effingham's upcoming schedule this game and the three years after that. Uh, as far as the uh, you know for to make the playoffs and stuff, we got to look back at that uh, Mount Carmel, that double overtime loss to Mount Carmel. That could definitely mm-hmm. uh, definitely loom large, you know, when it comes to uh, you know making the playoffs and uh, things like that. But uh, I can't look back on that now. I got to focus on uh, focus on Charleston and uh, you know they do have the the momentum. Momentum, but they scored three points right before halftime. So uh, momentum is on their side. Let's see if they can uh, maybe get a good kickoff return, get some good field position, and uh, keep things going like they've been doing all night. I mean, no, they haven't had any. I mean, they've, they've had a few two big plays, big pass plays, and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing as big as what Spore's done for Charleston. But uh, you know, they, they've they've uh, they've had some good things going offensively for them. So. Uh, you know, let's just continue that and clean up these these penalties and stuff. And uh, I think I think after game will be all right, Travis. It's an exciting night here in Charleston with the homecoming festivities uh, for the Trojans, and Effingham will finally get their turn after watching Mattoon and now Charleston do uh, their thing on homecoming. They'll have their opportunity to uh, return to Quashman Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium next week to host the Taylorville Tornadoes for Effingham's homecoming. And uh, Charleston's also looking forward to next week as well after this game. It's the Coles County Clash. Clash. The uh, clash between the two schools, and it's awesome what they've done there of making an experience of going into EIU there oh, and playing great. there. So I uh, get to experience that uh, college uh, stadium for uh, the Green Wave and uh, Trojans. So a uh, hot ticket item with Charleston, especially having more success with being 3-1 and one on the season so far. So uh, the clash coming up for the Trojans next week. And FEM's got Taylorville, so we got to get through this week five game before they can look ahead for that. As Weber will be kicking off for Charleston at the beginning of the second half. Again, FEM won the toss to begin the game and then deferred 
here to the second half, and the Hearts trail 14-10 to start off the uh, third quarter. And Dunstan and Weaver will be back to receive the second-half kickoff here as we're underway. And it's another line-drive kick, and Weaver's going to let it roll out of bounds, so Charleston's going to start with a penalty as the opening kickoff goes back for out of bounds. So FEM will set up shop in decent field position. Yes, they will. They'll uh, set up in the 35-yard line there after the uh, penalty, after the uh, kickoff goes uh, out of bounds. That's uh, Charleston's first Charleston's first penalty of the game. So the illegal procedure is the name of the penalty when the kick goes out of bounds, and FEM will set up shop at their own 35-yard line. Gillen will bring it out in the shotgun or in the I formation. And it's going to turn and hand off to a Dunstan left side. He's got room to run up the middle, and he falls forward to close that first down marker. So immediately starts with about an eight- or nine-yard gainer there for Dunstan on the first carry of the second half, and they're going to say it's a gain of nine. So that'll be up to about the 43 before Charleston brought him down. Nice job there by Dunstan. Take it, take it right up the middle before he was tipped up there. He got the first down more of the- that not happened. High formation again, and Gillum's going to go forward as he goes on the sneak, and he's got it. So a gain of about three, and it's a first down on the QB sneak by Gillum. They're going to give him a gain of four on that play, actually, to the 47. So FEM, two plays, and a first down to start off the half. Men's on their side, Travis. It is. Trying to keep it going. Gillum in the I formation again. His son Belcher in motion. As Gillum takes the snap, and it's going to be play action reverse to a Belcher left side. He's got a block out there. He's got the first down, and he's tripped down. And here comes a flag thrown in. Nice arm on the back judge. There's a flag comes flying in there. And unfortunately, it looked to be in that direction of that block on the outside there that sprung Belcher. We'll wait for the official call here as it is. The initial signal is on FEM. So another Hearts penalty and another Hearts penalty that will bring back a decent run back or decent run there by Belcher. And so it's going to be a spot of the foul and it will be a first down and 15. They'll replay first down. So the ball will be moved back to FEM's own 41-yard line and it will be first and a 15 for the Hearts. Another another penalty by by Teppingham. That was a nice run there by by Belcher, but the penalty brings him back 10 yards and will redo the first down. First down and a 15. Gillum in the shotgun. Two receivers split out on each side. Send a man in motion, and Gillum's going to throw, and he's going to throw short, and it's going to be off the hands of Belcher incomplete, maybe a little bit wide as well. Either way, it's going to fall incomplete and bring up second and long. Just out of the reach of Belcher there on that uh, that pass from Gillum, um, bring up second second and fifteen. And, uh, let's see if the Hearts can. Uh, you know, I said they had momentum on their side, but that momentum uh, brought back here with that holding penalty. Two receivers split out here on the near side, and Gillum's going to keep it. Left side, and he turns the corner. He's got a block, and he's got the first down and some, and he's finally pushed out of bounds close to the 30-yard line, maybe even more than that. 
They're going to say he's, far, he's just short of that 30. So a big gainer there by Gillum on the QB keeper. Carries it up to the 31-yard line in the Charleston territory. So a big run there by Gillum. 38 yards looks like there by run by Gillum. So the heart's in the shotgun again. Gillum takes the snap. He's going to hand off to a Dunstan this time. Right side. Makes a cut. Cuts it back up the middle. He's free. And he's into the secondary. And he's still on his feet. And the Charleston knocks it out of the hands of Dunstan. And it's going to be recovered by a Dunstan. And it's going to be up close to the 10-yard line. After all said and done. It's going to be up to the 8. So first and goal at the 8-yard line. After that 23-yard run there by Dunstan. Gillum in the shotgun. And he's going to keep it himself. Left side. Tries to turn the corner. Tries to fight for that pylon. He dives. Is he in? Yes. Touchdown. Gillum dives for the pylon. And FEM. That's a lick of my chicken pulling my pork. FEM touchdown. And it puts them on top 16 of the 14. On to the eight-yard scramble by Gage Gillum with 10-11 to go in the third quarter. Donaldson will be the holder. Michael Stepton on to a boot it. Extra point up, and it's through the uprights. Good. 10-11 to go in the third quarter. FEM now on top, 17-14. Takes the lead back since the first time since the first quarter. And we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FN. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Eight-yard scramble by Gage Gillum has Effingham back on top, 17-14. to 14, 10-11 to go in the third quarter as Gillum had a nice run on that drive to get him into the end zone. And Stefton will boot it away and Nelson back deep to receive as he's going to receive it about, had it backed up to about the 10-yard line, and it's going to be back all the way there, close to the 15-yard line, and FEM slings them down. Nice job there by uh, by Donaldson to uh, sling him down there at the 15-yard line, and uh, puts Effingham in a good position uh, defensively there. So Not so good for Charleston, but... They're going to place it at the... 19. So that's where Charleston will take over for their first possession. And now they trail 17 to 14. Bonsetter will take the snap under center. He'll send Archibald in motion. And Bonsetter turns, hands off to a spore, trying to find room to run. And he's tripped up before he can get back to the line of scrimmage. And Michael Love. Is the man who uh, trips them down at the line. So, it's a no gain on that one. So, it'll bring up second down and 10. On the no gainer there by 
Spore on the run. Oh, that's why on that last play, King ran out late. He wasn't over here split out wide, but he is now. Yep. As a bond setter will take the snap under center. He'll take the snap. He's looking to throw, and he's looking towards King's way. He completes it. He's at the fun down at the 30-yard line. So that's going to be a first down. Donaldson was the man to bring him down, but he was already past the markers at that point. And so it'll be a first down for Charleston. Busher in on the stop for the heart. Nice little 15-yard uh, pass there from uh, Bonster to King that uh, moves the chains for Charleston. So it'll be a Bonsetter. High formation. Bonsetter takes a snap, and he'll turn and hand off to a Spore, and he's not going to get back to the line of scrimmage as a Ring. Charlie Ring is the first man to bring him down. He might have got back to the line, but that's it. So they're going to say there's a gain, no gain on that one, on the run by Spore. No gain. Good job there by FEM defensive line. And uh, no gain for, uh, excuse me, Spore and Charleston. Uh, he'll face a uh, second and ten here from the 30-yard line. 828 and counting. Now FEM on top, 17-14. High formation for Charleston as they find themselves down by three. Bond center, under center. He'll take the snap. He's looking to pass. And he's looking to pass. And it's going to be incomplete trying to hit King on the sideline. But it falls incomplete. Just over, overthrew, overthrew him on that one. And uh, King was covered well, but still, I think, would have been a better pass. He might have, might have had him. Uh, might have been able to catch it, but uh, just uh, over, overthrew him on that one. Third down and a 10, the ball at their own 30-yard line for the Trojans. As at a first down, and then now the drive is beginning to get away from him. As Bonsetter will go in the shotgun this time. Running backs on both sides of him. Two receivers split out there to the right. Bonsetter takes the snap, and it's going to be handoff to a Spore, and it's going to be Coberline, first man to slow him down, and the Hearts come in and tackle him for a, a short gain there. Maybe even got back to the line of scrimmage, but that's it. So they stop him, and they hold him on third down for a no gain. FEM defense coming through again, stopping Spore, fourth and ten, Charleston grab to uh, – Punted away, so great job, great stand there by the uh, FEM defense once again. Whoever will be back to uh, kick it away, and it'll be Donaldson receiving at about the 40-yard line where Zach is standing. I punt, and uh, Donaldson is just going to get away from it, and it's going to bounce out of bounds at about the 33-yard line is where it's going to be spotted. So after a big pass play, a big first down, but then – Nothing doing for Charleston. They end up punting it away. There, and FEM will take over at their own 33-yard line. 7.24 remaining in the third quarter. And FEM looking to put up back-to-back scores here. They, uh, they do have the momentum on their side, and, yeah, looking to put up back-to-back scores. And that was a nice job there by Donaldson on that punt, just to let it go. Yeah, just to get away from it. High formation, and uh, uh, Gilman will be up on our center. Takes the snap, hands off to a Dunson left side. Squirts through for maybe a gain of about three there before he's tripped up. And so that will bring up second down and seven at the 36. 
Eight of three there, three there by Dustin. So it'll be FEM coming out, taking down A and a seven I formation again. Gillum up in his center. Ross is split out there to the left. He's looking towards them. Short little screener there. That's actually Belcher. And Belcher is going to be wrapped up at about the 40-yard line. So short little gainer there. Nelson was the man to bring him down to four Charleston. And so that was a gain of three, so it'll bring him third and four. For Effingham. As Charleston crowd trying to get into it. The crowd's getting into it, ringing the cowbells. And they're hoping for a stop. Effingham's hoping to keep the chase moving. And it's going to be Gillum taking the snap, and he turns the hands off to a Dunstan right side, and he's got the first down. Gets it up to about the 46-yard line. That's where they get him down there. A seven-yard gain there for Dunstan. First down and 10. Nice job there by FEM to keep the keeps the hearts moving, keep this drive alive, and hearts looking forward and wanting more here. And Gillum will be into the shotgun. Two receivers split out here on the near side. And Gillum dropped the ball on the exchange. And who's got it? They say Charleston. Oh, man, I think that Gillum just looked up and dropped the football, and Charleston recovers. And uh, Charleston will take over in Effingham territory on the fumble. Not what you, not what you wanted if you're uh, you're Effingham there, but we, I think you're right. Gillum just just looked up and uh, um, done, done, you know was expecting Dunstan to be there, but uh, he wasn't there and just, just lost it. And uh, Charleston Charleston recovered, and they have the they have the ball thrown. 42-yard line. Now the momentum swings back to uh, the Trojans. Two receivers play out here on the near side. Bonsetter will go up in the center. And Bonsetter takes the snap. He's looking to throw here near side and lobs it up towards the sideline. It's going to be incomplete. And an intended receiver was uh, Coopwood. And it'll be incomplete. Looking for a flag there as well. A little bit behind yeah, well, he was a, a little, a little bit behind, and I know there was a push there at the end by the FEM defender. That's why they were wanting the flag for. But yeah. by then it was the uh, ball already dropped. All there, maybe uncatchable too. Yeah, and yeah, then for sure. Second down, eight and ten at the FEM forty-two. Charleston takes over after the fumble. See if they can cash in, trailing by three here, five thirty-five to go in the third quarter. Bondsetter will be in the shotgun tight formation too. Bonsetter will take the snap, and it's going to be a short little shovel pass there to King, and he got the first down, and he's spinning as he's going to be up at the 20-yard line before he's brought down. The best way I can describe that, it looks like Patrick Mahomes out there with a short little shovel pass there to King with everybody lining up close to the line, and that's going to be all the way up to the 22-yard line on that big pass, you'd say by Bonsetter to King. 20, yeah, 20-yard 20 little shovel pass there. And I think you described it perfect, Travis. Just uh, looked like Patrick Mahomes, the 
you know, a running back or maybe Travis Kelsey or somebody like that. And they'll take it for sure. Bonsetter first down and 10 of the 22. And Bonsetter is looking to throw again. Right side for the lob again. And this time it connects. Touchdown. Cooperwood. The play that they tried to hit earlier, it connects this time. 22-yard touchdown pass from Bonsetter to Cooperwood. And now Charleston has the lead, 20 to 17. On the 22-yard connection from Bonsetter. And uh uh-oh, personal foul tripping on Charleston. 15-yard penalty, so wipe off the touchdown. We talk about a phantom flag. There's another one right there, and it was on Charleston this time. A tripping call is the penalty on Charleston. So wipe off the touchdown. I didn't. I didn't see the. I didn't see the flag either. So <laughs> so so real late or even even at all. But uh, fireworks were going off. Everybody was celebrating were. here in the press box and the home stands. But wipe it off. So should have grabbed a pencil here. I gotta mark everything out here. It'll be right. first down and twenty-five on the penalty. And it's gonna be Bonsetter rolling out right side, plants and throws, and it's gonna be incomplete. And it was out of bounds anyways as they were trying to hit. King on the sideline there, I believe. Yep, it was King. So it'll bring up second and 25. That's a tripping penalty. That's the second penalty on Charleston tonight. Um, bring them down for uh, 25 yards, two penalties for 25 yards. So uh, second and 25 here and uh, another another costly, costly penalty here this time for Charleston. The wipeout of the uh, touchdown on the previous play, a couple plays ago, actually. Second down and 25. Effingham still has the lead, 17-14. Bonsetter will go up on her center. Play action pass, looking to throw, and it's going to be complete. Flips the tackle there. That's Nelson, and he carries it to about the 15-yard line is where he's dragged out of bounds. And that's going to be just short of the first down marker, so that's going to bring up third down and about four. Uh, 22-yard game there. Yeah. On the hookup to Nelson, it'll be a third and three. And it'll be a bond center up under center. Receiver split out on each side. And a bond center. We'll take the snap, and it's a toss out to Spore. He cuts it back up the middle, and he gets dragged down. He reaches for that first down marker. That may have been just enough. He's right at the six that officials are standing at. At about the 12-yard line is what he needed to get to. And this might be close enough for a measurement, and I think they will. So they'll bring out the chains and measure this on that third down carry. He can't get any closer, so definitely need a measurement. The chains will come out. Four minutes to go, and Charleston in good position here. They're down by three after they got that touchdown wiped off, that tripping penalty. Now they continue with that drive after that big pass to lay to Nelson, and we'll wait to see if Spore got this first. They'll stretch out the chains, and he got it. 
He got it. First down. It's about a football, almost a full length of a football good. So that'll bring up, set up shop first and 10 at the 12. So can still get a first down without scoring here. Yeah. As it'll be a first down and a 10 at the 12. Under four to go here in the third. Having defense up to the task of uh, stopping the Trojans here. Bonsetter will go up in the center. He'll send Archibald in motion. And a Bonsetter will take the snap. And he'll hand off to a score up the middle. And he's going to be a hit by a host of tacklers. Spencer Fox, Michael Love. A couple of the guys there to bring him down for a short gainer there. Gain of about one or two. They're going to say three. So second and seven at the eight. Or at the nine. Second and seven. All at the nine. Went about three minutes to go in the third. Bonsetter will actually, he'll be out wide. Yeah, Spore's going to be the quarterback in the Wildcats. Ford's going to take it straight up the gut. Bounces off a couple of tacklers. He dives for the end zone, and they're going to say he's just short. Just short, but Ford was there on the Wildcat. Premature confetti firing off there. He's going to be short at the one. Wow. So basically a a six-and-a-half-yard gain there by Ford. Taking it straight up the gut on the Wildcat. He was a quarterback last year, so he's used to setting up shop there. And here we go. First and goal at the one. Charleston trailing by a three here, trying to punch it in. After that earlier touchdown was called back, Bonsetter will go up in her center. First and goal at the one, and Bonsetter is going to try to push forward. I don't think he got that as he had a bad takeoff there, and he's short. Didn't get any momentum at all. No, he did not. So it's going to be short. Second and goal at the one. FEM trying to stand tall here. As they've done already a few times this season. They came up big in the Mount Carmel game doing that. And this will be a big stop here, but second and goal at the one for Charleston. They trail by three. Bonsetter runs all the way to the sideline, gets the play. We got 10 seconds on the play clock. As Bonsetter will go up in the center again, tight formation. As the Bonsetter... We'll take the snap. He'll turn and hand off to the fullback, and I don't think he got that either. All right, he's in. I didn't think he got it, but obviously he did. Ben Coffey, the fullback, takes it in from one yard out. And so finally, after all, Coffey punches it in. And so it'll be Charleston on top, 20 to 17. On the one-yard run by the fullback, Coffee, And Weber will be kicking the extra points. Four will be the holder. They give Charleston the four-point lead. And a good snap, good hold. Weber kicks it up, and it is good. So with a minute 40 to go in the third quarter, Charleston regains the lead 21-17. to 17, And we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. 
This is Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic. Consumers say that a positive review makes them more likely to trust a business. So here's a compelling testimonial from a real customer. Thank you, Charlie. We offer lab work, x-rays, and surgery, and our patients leave happier. Well, most of them. Jack, we're sorry you thought we were removing your tonsils, but you should feel like your old self again in no time. FDM Vet Clinic, People's Choice and Pet's Choice, 408 North Keller Drive. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Charleston regains the lead, and now it's official. 21-2 at 17. After that touchdown got called back earlier, they finally punch it in one yard out by Ben. A coffee gives the Trojans the lead 21-2 at 17 with a minute 40 to go in the third quarter. That took 10 plays and 42 yards. Finished off there by that one-yard touchdown by coffee. So it'll be Weber kicking it off and Weaver. And Dunstan back to return it for Effingham. They tried to return the second half opening kickoff, and then it went out of bounds. So kicking on that same side, we'll see what happens here. As now Hearts find themselves down on the scoreboard. And so Weber will boot it away. And it's another low-line drive, and Weaver's going to scoop it up at about the 10-yard line. He's looking to get it up at the middle. He breaks free. He's at the 35. He's at the 40. One guy misses. He's at the 50. He's at the 40, and he's dragged down from behind all the way to about the 35-yard line there by Weaver. He fielded that at about the 10-yard line, and he got some blockers and room to run. And a nice run back there by Jacob Weaver. Is it back to about the 31? So a big returner there for Weaver. Setting up FEM in prime field position at the 31-yard line of Charleston. Minute 29 to go. Just what FEM needed there. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. About 69-yard return there. As it'll be two receivers split out to the far left. And Dunstan straight up the gut. And he's going to run into his own blocker. And he's going to fall forward for a short little gainer there. Maybe a gain of one or two, but that's about it. It was yeah, a gain of two, gain of two like, yards. Yeah, it never works out real well when you run in, run into the back of your own blocker. But, uh, you want to follow him close, but yeah, not that close. not that close, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, heck of a run back there by Weaver sets up great field position here for Effingham. Let's see what they do here on second and eight. Under a minute to go in the third quarter, Gillum will be in the shotgun this time, and he's going to hand off to a Dunstan left side. As it's going to be uh, get a block, and he's going to get driven out of bounds after a short little gain there. Nelson was one of the guys to push him out. And so maybe a gain about two or three there. So that'll bring up third down and about six. 27-yard line is where they're going to spot it. So third and a six. After another short run by Dunstan, Gillum will be in the shotgun again. Dunstan's to his left. And he's going to keep it. Is Gillum left side trying to turn the corner. He's going to be short. Out of bounds. Coffee was one of the guys to run him out, so that's going to bring up fourth down. So, boy, three straight runs. 
And after that great return by Weaver, it's fourth down. Yeah, you hate to see this great return by by Weaver get the uh, It's a big play here. Yeah, big play here. Fourth and five. Charleston fans are up on their feet. Two yeah. seconds difference between the game clock and the play clock, so FEM will have to snap it. And Gillum will be in the shotgun on fourth and five. They're going for it. Gillum going to pass it. And here comes the rush. Did he go? Oh, he loses probably. the front, but Gillum falls back down on it. So that's going to be a turnover on down. As Charleston got to him and knocked the ball out of Gillum's hands. And so that's going to be a stop by the Trojans. A turnover on down with 11.8 seconds to go in the third. So after... That great return by Weaver, setting him up at the 31-yard line. He's going to go off or not. Turnover on downs for FEM. Trailing 21-17, Charleston will take over. Just uh, disappointing, disappointing there for FEM after an electric uh, return by by Weaver, giving great field position, but uh, Charleston able to stop him and. Uh, Luckily, Gabe Gillum didn't uh, fumble that ball there. But, uh, see what Charleston can do here on offense now. And so a bond setter will hand off to a spore on to the right side. He's trying to push his way forward, trying to squirt free there at the very last second. He may have gained one, but that's about it. And that's going to do it for the third quarter. So hold them up. We got four fingers up in the air, and we're going to the fourth quarter. As Charleston is leading 21 to 17 after that big stop there defensively for the Trojans. And we'll be back in one minute for the fourth quarter action. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FM. MERS heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family. Always call on the leader. Hi, this is Pat Gevin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning, your local Lennox dealer. I know that after a long, hard day at work, all you want to do is relax at home. But how can you possibly relax when you can't seem to get comfortable? The house seems warm and stuffy. Well, the MERS team has the solution. We provide free estimates for new systems, prompt installation, and don't forget we have most sizes and types of equipment in stock in our warehouse for a speedy cure to your summertime blues. Give us a call today at 342-2323 or book online at MERSAC.com. Be sure to ask about our new customer and customer loyalty discounts. Merge heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. This is your home for Effingham football. 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at the start of the fourth quarter. Put them up four fingers as Charleston leading 21 to 17. As it's going to be second down and a nine on the one yard run there by Spore. And Charleston will have the football at their own 29 yard line. Leading 21 17. Bond setter will go up in her center. And it's a short little pass with a little double move there. He's going deep and it's going to be incomplete. As nice and defense there by Busher. As it was just him and Nelson one-on-one. Actually, that was King who was one-on-one, and Busher was the man to knock it away. So it was third and a nine now on that incomplete. Hey, uh, Bonster likes those uh, high-arcing high passes. Yeah. Some of, 
So it worked out fine. The others, like that last one, have, have not. But uh, that's definitely one of his go-to passes. But, uh, hey, if it works, it works. So third and nine here for Charleston. Let's see if the FBM defense can hold him. So a Bonsetter will be in the shotgun and two running backs on both shoulders. As Bonsetter will take the snap and he rolls out to the right side, throws on the run, pass, sliding catch. There is complete there by Nelson. And so that is a first down. So gain about 10 or 11 there. And a first down for Charleston. Ball will be placed at the 40. Actually, it'll be more than that, 43. So first and 10 for Charleston on that big third down conversion. Bonsetter I formation. Bonsetter will. And there's movement before the play can get going. And it's an encroachment call on Effingham. So it'll be a first and five on the five-yard penalty there on the encroachment by Effingham. Uh, you can see the game starting to get sideways here for the Hearts. Sure can. That was their sixth penalty for 45 yards. But yeah, it's starting to starting to get out of control here a little bit. Bonsetter will go up in her center again. High formation. He'll turn and hand off to a four straight up the gut. He's not going to go very far at all. He's pushed back, but forward progress. And he got back to the line, but that's about it. Love and the Charlie Ring was one of the guys there to bring him down. And uh, so... That'll be about a no-gainer there, it'll say. So, second and five. Nice job there by Michael Love and Charlie Ring and the guys to uh, allow no gain there for, for score as uh, Charleston faces a second and five. And FEM trying not to let, the, like you said, let this game get uh, get sideways and a little bit, little bit out of their hands here. As it'll be Bonsetter going up on our center three. It's split out to the far side. And Bonsetter is looking out towards that way. Throws. It's going to be complete there to King. And he's carrying people all the way to the 40-yard line, it looks like. Close to it, anyways. Just shy. They're going to spot him there. They'll move the chains, anyways, on the pass completion up to the 41-yard line. And now Charleston's in FEM territory. Game 11 on the play from uh, Bonsetter to King. And so with less than 10 minutes to go into the game, Charleston picking up first downs on this drive. They're in business at FEM Territory at the 40. They're already leading 21-17. Bonsetter will be in up under center. Bonsetter will take the snap, and he'll hand off two of the fullback, and he goes straight up the gut, and he's going to get actually a good fullback run there. And that was Burnett on the carry. So that'll be a gain of about four or three, they're going to say. Three on the fullback carry there. So he carried it to about the 37 is where they're going to spot him down. So second and seven. As the bonds that are coming all the way over to the sidelines to get the play and Carlson looks like they're eating some clock up. Looks like Bonser is going to line up on the wide receiver again. Yeah, so wildcat formation again, under five seconds to go. Low snap, it gets away from Spore. Spore's going to have to slide down on it all the way back here at the 45. So a bad snap on the wildcat 
as Bonsetter went out wide and Spore was back there. It was a low snap and finally had to fall back on about at the 45, so that's a big loss. So that'll be a third and extremely long now. Third and 23. Wow, 16-yard loss there. Ball will be spotted at the 46, now in Effie, and now in their own territory for Charleston. So, a loss of 16, a third and 23. That changes it a little bit there. Yes, it does. That's uh... So, it'll be Bonsetter up on our center, two receivers on the near side here. Takes a snap, and he looks at throwing a screen, and it's going to be, is that going to be intercepted? And they're going to say it was incomplete. Ring oh, wow. didn't hold on to it. Uh, Ring and uh, Charleston player are fighting for the football. They're going to say it was incomplete as Ring almost intercepted that on a screen. Uh, tell us that was Spore, the intended receiver there, but Ring almost intercepted it, but they called it incomplete. It looked to me like that ball might have been tipped, too, whenever Monster yeah. uh, passed it. Uh, Okay. But nonetheless, they're called incomplete. Charleston's going to punt here. Fourth and 23 for the Trojans. Weber will boot it away, and Donaldson will be back to receive the punt there. And he's standing about close to the 25, and it's going to be a bad snap, and it's going to be partially blocked, so it's going to not get a lot of steam on it, but it's still going to roll to about the 29 after a bad snap. And Weber got hit on the play, and he's still down back here. As he took a shot as the FEM defense came running in off that bad snap. Still got it off, but FEM will take over. Just missed blocking that after a bad snap by the Trojans. And it'll be placed at the 29 for FEM. They'll take over with 7.55 to go. Arch Trail 21-17. So game not uh, quite out of control as, as we thought it would be here for Effingham as a uh, couple bad snaps from Charleston and uh, Effingham's back in business. And Gillum will be up on our center again. And he'll turn, he'll hand off to a Dunstan trying to find room to run up the middle. And he tries to score free and he loses the football. He loses the football and did Charleston get on it again? Yes, they did. Oh, my goodness. A fumble by oh Dunstan on the first play after Effingham got it back. Dunstan put it on the turf, and that's a fumble. Turnover back to Charleston. So now Charleston will get it in a prime field position at the FEM 27 on the fumble by Dunstan. First and 10. Definitely uh, FEM got the ball back and the momentum back in their way. They uh off it up and give it right back to right back to Charleston and uh, great field position at their own 27-yard line. That one hurts. That is Charleston will set up shop first and 10 at the FEM 27. Bonsetter will go up in the center. Bonsetter will take the snap and he'll hand off to a spore. Goes right up the gut and Mike Love trying to bring him down and he finally brings him down. Donaldson and Fox in there on the cleanup. That's going to be a gain of about one or two there on the carry by Spore. And so it'll be a gain of two, yep. Nice stop there by uh, Michael Love. uh, Our defense has done done a good job so far far here tonight, except for the penalties. But other other than that, they've done uh, done a good job of... uh, 
So the second and eight, Bonsetter will take the snap on her center. And Bonsetter takes the snap, turn and hand off. And a straight up the gut on the right side, actually. And it's going to be a carry by Cody Bell. Not much there, but maybe gain of one or two again. So, yep, they're going to say it was a gain of two, so it'll be third and six. Metzner, one of the first guys there on the stop four at the game. So it'll be third and a six. Ball at the 23 for Charleston. Coming up on a 6.20 to go in the fourth quarter. Charleston leading 21-17. We're under 10 seconds on the play clock. Bonsetter will go up in her center. Bonsetter will take the snap. He's looking to throw. Looking to throw right side, and it's going to be incomplete. Nice knockaway there. Kessler. Logan Kessler there on the knockaway as they were trying for Schrader on the right sideline. That would have been a touchdown. Kessler knocked it away, and it'll be fourth and six. It was a nice uh, nice knockaway there by Kessler prepping him to keep the, the Trojans out of the end zone and see if Parks can hold them here and get the ball back. So fourth and six, and Coach Halsey wants to talk about it. So we'll take a timeout as well. First timeout for Charleston of the second half. So we'll be back in 30 seconds for this fourth down play for Charleston. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack of M. When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Effingham football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Trojan Hill. Big play here, fourth and six. We had a final over at WCRA, and it was Arthur remaining undefeated as they defeated Cumberland. 14-6 to six was the final score there in Toledo tonight. Currently right now, Charleston leading 21-17. Big fourth down and six here for the Trojans. Trying to run out the clock and maybe another score, but Bonsetter will set up under center. He'll take the snap, and he's looking to throw. Mike Love just barely misses that. Intercepted by Effingham. Intercepted by the heart. Who is it that picked it off? I think that's Busher. Yes, sir. Wade Busher gets another INT. So now Charleston turns it over with an interception there, throwing in a tight coverage, and Busher with another INT on the season. It's got to be his, like, third or fourth. And so Effingham will now set up shop at the 20-yard line, their own 20-yard line, first down and 10. Nice job there by Busher to intercept that pass. You've, uh, give Effingham the ball back with 6 one left to go in the game. So it'll be Gillum handing off to a Dunstan right side. He's got some room to run and fights forward just shy of the 30-yard line. So that's a gain of about eight there on that first down run for Dunstan. 
So it'll be a gain of eight, actually. Quick snap, and it's going to be straight up the gut to Dunstan again. And he may have got one yard closer, but it's still short. So it'll be third and one on the quick snap. So third and one at the 29. Need to gain to the 30. Staffiam already trying for the quick snap there on second down, already on third down here. And right. Gillum will go up in the center. And the Gillum straight forward on the QB sneak, fighting for yardage. He's got it. He's got it to about the 31, so a gain of about two there, and FEM converts on the third down. Quarterback keeper there by Gillum. So Gillum will be in the shotgun. Receiver split out on each side. Gillum takes the snap. He'll hand off to a Dunstan. Gets by one guy, but can't get by the second Trojan defender back there. And that's going to be a short little gain. And maybe a gain of about two there. Cold. Yep, second and two. Second and eight. So quick snap. Gillum's going to hand off to a Dunstan again and hold on to that football. He didn't have it cleanly, but he maintains possession. Uh, he didn't get very far again. Maybe a gain of one that time. So it'll be a third and long. Third and about seven or eight here for FEM. I'll say eight. Ball to 33. Gillum in the shotgun again. Gillum takes the snap. He's looking to pass. And he fires downfield. Going for a lot. Incomplete. Knocked down by King. And Watts is the intended receiver, but incomplete. And King skied for the football and knocked it away. And that'll bring up fourth down. And Effingham's going to send out the punting unit. Well, still have uh, Effingham still has all their timeouts left. And uh, 4.06 left to go, so they have to trust his defense here. Stephen will punt it away. A little miscommunication on Charleston's end, but they finally got back there. It's going to bounce just about the 40-yard line, and it's going to be down right there by Busher at about the 41. As they were moving all over before the snap. Nelson wasn't sure if he needed to be closer to the line or back there for a regular punt return, and coaches aren't happy with him moving back and forth. But no, they're not. Nice. Evian punts it away after getting it back on the interception after they fumbled away too. So both teams traded turnovers back and forth here. Charleston will have the ball back. 3.58 remaining in the game. Ball will be at their own 41-yard line for the Trojans. And we have whistles, a timeout by Charleston. Uh, didn't have their ducks in a row there, so Coach Aldi will have to burn a timeout. Not mistaken, that's the second of the half. So we'll take a quick 30 as well. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Say goodbye to busy signals, long hold times, and missed calls. This is Cleet Behrman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now you can text us with a question, order a part, even send us a picture of the part you need. You don't need any special equipment, and you can text us from any smartphone. It's faster and more efficient than calling. So supercharge your communication with us. Move to the front of the line for parts and service by texting Crossroads Truck Equipment 217-347-0456. 
This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. First down and a 10 for Charleston. Ball at their own 41-yard line. Bonsetter will go up on a center. And a Bonsetter turns, hands off to a Spore, trying to find room on the right side. Tries to leak free. It's a close to the 45. So gain of about four yards there. It'll bring up second and six for Charleston. Metzner there on the stop for Effingham. Effingham can't let uh, Charleston have the ball too too long here if they uh, they want to come back and uh, win this game. They need to uh, need to be definitely need to be disruptive on. Uh, on defense, start uh, start hitting and trying to punch the ball away, maybe force some fumbles or intercept the ball, do do something to get the ball back here. And like we were talking about, FEM does have all their timeouts here as well if they want to use them. And sure. Abon said will hand it off to a, uh, the fullback straight up the middle, and the Mindendorf's going to be one of them to uh, slow him down. And FEM's going to come in and clean up, and they'll use one of those timeouts. Fox and Ring were also there on the stop. On the carry there by Burnett. And so that'll bring up third and about six. And they'll put five more seconds on the clock. As they'll put 3.06 back on the clock. And FEM will take the timeout. So FEM, that's their first of the half. So we'll just keep it right here. We just took a PO. So that'll bring up third and a six for Charleston. As FEM saw what the Trojans were doing and just took a timeout there to preserve some of the clock there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely Effingham uh, definitely needs to preserve as much of the clock as they can. And, uh, you know, try to, like I said, try to get the ball back. Definitely uh, definitely get a, get a stop here and uh, force, force Charleston to, to punt and get the ball back and try to uh, try to win this game. There's uh, 3.06 left to go and, uh, you know, things still kind of kind of going sideways for Effingham, but uh, they still have time to time to right right the ship and uh, get a victory here tonight. Twenty-one seventeen, the Charleston winning by four. Three oh six remaining on the clock. The third down and six here for the Trojans. Steve Effingham would come up with a big stop here. As it's going to be a monster in a, the shotgun. Bonsire takes it, and he's going to do it on a QB draw. He jumps forward, and he's not going to get very far, just shy of midfield. And uh, so that's going to be uh, Donaldson there on the stop, and it's going to be short. So FEM will take another timeout. So second timeout of the half for FEM, and that's going to be fourth down for Charleston. Fourth and about three. Ball is close to midfield. Do you dare gamble and go for it, or you trust the defense? You know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a hard. Uh, it's a not an easy, easy choice. He's away. Now they're putting two more seconds back on the clock as well. Yeah, so, not a, not an easy choice either way. It looks like they're. That looks like yeah, they're, they're gonna go. Okay. And Weber's out there. So it'll be fourth and a three, and Weber will be 
back to punt it, but we'll see if FEM will send anyone back there. Yep, Donaldson will go back late. So fourth and three. Three minutes left on the game clock. Hearts trail by four, but they're going to get the ball back here. Weber, good snap, good punt, low line drive kick, and that's going to take a nice Charleston bounce, and that's going to bounce almost to the 10-yard line. And so call it about the 12 is where they're going to spot it. So, Effingham needing a touchdown here, losing by four. I have to go 88 yards to do it. Ball will be at the 12 for Effingham. 2.50 to go. One more timeout for Effingham remaining. So, use two of those on defense. They got the ball back. 12 on their own 12-yard line. Definitely a tall task to get Gillum and company up to the challenge. Gillum's in the shotgun. Gillum with a snap, and he's looking to throw across the middle. It's going to be complete, complete to a lot, and he's spun at the 35, about the 25. About 13-yard gain there. So 25-yard line on the first and 10 on the nice throw. Gillum the lot, Gillum in the shotgun again. Takes the snap, and he's going to hand off to a Dunstan right side. He's got a couple of blocks. He tries the juke, and he's close to the first down marker. I think he might have got it. He did, so a gain of about 11 yards there, and FEM still in business. Back-to-back plays, back-to-back first downs. That's what FEM needs to do, keep uh, keep moving the ball. And, uh... and now a Charleston player is slow to get up, and he's sitting down there that Marcella's bowling who is down on the ground. So the Trojans training staff will come out and stretch him out. Looks like he'd just be a cramp here. And so they'll check on him, stretch him out. It was warm at the beginning of the game, but now it's kind of cooled down a lot of a cooler night here in Charleston. So nice, comfortable. Well, they're not quite sweatshirt weather just yet, but it's cooled down about 67 degrees. My weather app says, so started out about 70s, high 70s when we got here. Yeah. Cooled off quite a bit, so. That has definitely a great, great night for football, for sure. Hearts, next week, will host their own homecoming against Taylorville. Will it be with the Hearts 3-2 and or 2-3? and Two minutes, 12 seconds remaining on the clock to find out what that'll be. And Bowling is up, and he's going to walk it off on his own power. Almost going to walk the almost the entire length of the field here. He's closer to the FEM sideline. So he'll walk off with a cramp. And after he gets off the field, it'll be first down and 10 for the Hearts at their own 36. Two minutes, 12 seconds to go. And FEM. As two receivers split out here on the near side. Gillum takes the snap, and Gillum's going to pass, and he's flushed out of the pocket, steps in the pocket, rushes. He's close to the first down. He's past the 45, and they're going to say move the chains. So that had to be a 10-yard gain there and a scramble for Gillum. Three plays and three first downs. A minute, 45 to go and counting. First down and 10 for Effingham. Gillum will be in the shotgun again. He'll hand off to Dunstan this time. 
Left side, and he's going to be stopped and brought down. A nice open field tackle there by Spore. So that's going to be a loss of one. And Effingham is going to call a timeout, I believe. And so it'll be a timeout on Effingham. That's it. That's their final one. So it'll be a time, more time added onto the clock here. It's stopped at a minute 25 right now, and it'll be reset to a minute 37. Just a lot of things in this game, Travis. Just making well, me scratch my head. Well, when we first got here, we thought we might have to get Dominic on to get the clocks working here. They weren't working. In they the weren't. Day. They weren't. I thought I might have I've to got run two the, scoreboards here, and neither one of them were working. I might have to run to the hardware store, get some stopwatches or something like that, so, run, run it like that. I don't know. The lights suddenly turned off. One of the light posts still isn't on in the corner of the end zone there. But all, all kinds of odd things happening here tonight. Phantom flags and uh, whatnot. And, uh, yeah, just about everything that you can think of, everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah, sure. Second down and 12 on that loss of two. They're on that run by Dunstan. A minute 37 to go, and Hearts are out of timeouts now. Second down and 12. Ball at their own 44-yard line for Effingham. It's going to be Gillum taking the snap. He's going to step up and throw. Intercepted by Carlson. And that line will do it as it'll be King trying for the return. He's got room to run. He's free as there's going to be one guy to miss. And he slides down there. And that'll do it. Wow. Intercepted by King. And Charleston will take over. Minute 21 to go. They're up 21 to 17. Interception by a King. I think they were trying to hit a lot there. Uh, lots of Weaver, yeah. Yeah, it might have been Weaver. Might have been a single-digit number there. Either way, it'll be an interception and a nice return all the way up to the 24-yard line. And where Charleston will take over. And it looks like they're in the victory formation. And so FEM can't stop it. With a minute 21, they'll just have to have a couple of kneel downs. And call it, so they'll take a knee as Charleston. Charleston football? Are they back? Maybe. Four and one on the season. They're a minute away from that happening. See the student sections on the move. Might have a field rushing, possibly. Been a long time since Charleston beat Effingham. This is 2012 since Charleston. Picked up a win over FEM, and that interception by King may have just sealed it. 45 seconds to go, so FEM looks like they'll fall at 2-3 and three onto the season. And so it'll be a bonsetter. Snap again, kneel down, and that should do it. As they won't have to take another snap, so that'll do it. Charleston, first time since 2012, they beat Effingham. 21 to 17 is your final score. Always better when you win on homecoming, and that's what Charleston did here. And snapping the losing streak against the Hearts feels pretty good, as well. Four and one on the season are the Trojans, and FEM will return home next week. Two and three on the season, and uh, must wins from here on out against Taylorville, Muhammad, and Mount Zion. And uh, so that's your final here. 
Charleston, a winner, 21-17 over Effingham. And we'll be back for the postgame stats as the fireworks go off here in Charleston. Celebrate on homecoming for the Trojans. And we'll be back, too. We'll wrap this one up in a few moments, and we'll take a look at other scores from around the area as well. 21-17, your final. Charleston with the win. We'll be right back in a few minutes. You'll see the Effingham Hearts football here on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. Heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family. Always call on the leader. Hi, this is Pat Gibbon, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning, your local Lennox dealer. I know that after a long, hard day at work, all you want to do is relax at home. But how can you possibly relax when you can't seem to get comfortable? The house seems warm and stuffy. Well, the MERS team has the solution. We provide free estimates for new systems, prompt installation, and don't forget we have most sizes and types of equipment in stock in our warehouse for a speedy cure to your summertime blues. Give us a call today at 342-2323 or book online at MERSAC.com. Be sure to ask about our new customer and customer loyalty discounts. MERS heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Are you ready for a calming getaway right in your backyard? Look no further. Wet Pools and Spas is here to turn your relaxation dreams into reality. Dive into the ultimate relaxation experience with their top-of-the-line pools and spas. Transform your outdoor space into a paradise with their stunning pool and spa designs. You can rely on Wet Pools and Spas to make it easy for you, guiding you from start to finish through the buying and installation process. Visit their website at wetpoolsandspas.net or stop by their showroom to learn more. The doctor-patient relationship. More essential than words can say. But what if the patient can't put it into words? This is Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Veterinary Clinic. Nothing can take the place of your pet's relationship with their veterinarian. No website or app can examine their eyes, touch, listen, or detect problems early. That's why 9 out of 10 pets say they want that personal relationship with their vet. So before you Google your poodle, call us first with your pet questions. FNM Veterinary Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive, and on Facebook. Now, time for the Effingham Football Post Game Report on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to a Charleston High School, Trojan Hill. As a Charleston wins this one, a 20, or 21 to 17 is the final score here. Charleston football back four and one on the season, and at the end, falls to a two and three on the year. 
And let's recap the uh, scoring heroes. A lot of it was done in the uh, first three quarters. Not a lot going on in the uh, final quarter there. As it was in the first quarter, 7.06 to go. A 67-yard, a 10-play drive was capped off by a 9-yard touchdown run by Weldon Dunstan. And the point after was a good 7-2-0. And Charleston tied it up with 2.33 to go in the opening quarter. 9-play, 75-yard drive capped off by a 3-yard touchdown run by Brett Spore. And the extra point was good to tie it up at a 7 and then a little bit of a scoring lull until with 108 remaining or 148 remaining in the second quarter. It was a three-play, 56-yard drive. It capped off by a big 53-yard run by Brett for his second one of the night. I made it 14-7. to And with a little bit of chaos there and confusion with the penalty, uh, it was Michael Stefton hitting on a 31-yard field. Uh, time expired there, completed a six-play drive that uh, ended in three points for the Hearts. And that was the score at halftime 14 to 10 and then in the third quarter it was FEM on their first drive of the second half it was a eight yard touchdown run for Gage Gillum and that put up the Hearts 17 to 14 at that point and then in the third quarter with 140 remaining in that quarter 10 play and it was a one yard touchdown run by Coffey as it was 21 to 17 at that point, and that was only a 42-yard drive as that uh, was set up by an FEM fumble uh, there on that, and that was 21-17, and that was it. That was all via scoring. Two teams traded turnovers there in that uh, final quarter and in that second half, but ultimately Charleston coming up with the biggest turnover of them all, and that interception there by Landon King ended it and won it. For Charleston, they win on homecoming and snap the losing streak against the FEM Hearts. Been since 2012 since Charleston has beaten FEM. Until now, as the Trojans approved to a four and one on the season, and they're really excited on homecoming out, rightfully so, and they're really excited about the Coles County Clash next week at EIU against Mattoon. You notice that Mattoon was losing. We'll check in on some other final scores from around the area here in just a little bit when we wrap this one up here. But uh, ultimately, uh, some of the things that uh, was a point of emphasis coming into the game of uh, FEM was cutting down on some penalties, and both teams had some crucial penalties that took away touchdowns. But Charleston, they finished it off with that one-yard touchdown run by Coffey. Then on the other side, FEM had their opportunities. They just couldn't cash in when they had them, and they also turned the ball over. Uh, quite a bit here tonight as well. Thir- three turnovers that I can remember uh, there. Uh, a couple of fumbles in the second half alone and that interception there by King sealed the deal for Charleston and sealed the win for the uh, Trojans. As Yeah, all the turnovers came in that uh, second half there. So three second-half turnovers for the Hearts, one of the reasons why. They uh, come in on the losing end of a 21-17 score and also not cashing in on that big run back by Jacob Weaver. 69-yard return the other way, but FEM couldn't cash in there on the points. They ended up uh, turning over on downs on that possession. So FEM loses a tough one tonight in a Charleston as the Trojans come out on top. 21-17 is the final Charleston 
four and one, and now one and one in the Apollo, and so is FEM one and one in the Apollo. FEM will try to get a win back next week, hosting their own homecoming. So hopefully they can do what Charleston did tonight and win on their own homecoming and get back in the win column. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. Definitely uh, a dis- disappointing loss here tonight for for Effingham and, and Charleston had uh, had uh, you know so many chances to uh, you know make things you know get the uh, get the win tonight and uh, yeah you know that ghost penalty flag you can you know we could say well maybe that you know that was the uh, seven point swing there and you know the game could have been tied or this or that but you know. And, Reality, you know, Effingham had their their chances and just didn't uh, didn't take advantage of them and had some turnovers, had uh, had some had some penalties, six penalties for uh, forty five yards, and uh, Charleston had two. They had two penalties for, for twenty five yards. So uh, definitely lots of opportunities to keep keep uh, Effingham keep bettering themselves and. Uh, and uh, th- things like that. But let's look at some stats here. First for uh, Charleston Trojans as they went here tonight, 21-17. to 17. Uh, Luke Bonster, uh rushing, he had two carries for three yards. Spore, he had 22 carries for 88 yards. Excuse me, two touchdowns. Burnett had four carries for seven yards. And Coffey, he had the one carry for the one-yard uh, touchdown pass. Uh, Bonstetter passing was uh, 12 for 22 for 55 percent. He had one interception and 147 yards uh, passing. King had three catches for 28 yards. Nelson had six catches for 81 yards. Schrader one catch for 12 yards. Clements one catch for six yards. And uh, Coopwood had uh, one catch for uh, 22 yards. And for for Effingham. Uh, Rushing-wise, Gage Gillum had uh, 11 carries, 95 yards. Weldon Dunstan had, uh, excuse me, uh, 20, 28 carries, 28 carries for uh, 89 yards and uh, one touchdown. Or excuse me, 28 carries for 138 yards. Excuse me, uh, one touchdown, one fumble. Uh, Gage Gillum had uh, six for 12. Passing, he had one interception, one rushing touchdown for 97 yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, Lots had three catches for 60 yards, and Belcher had um, three catches for uh, for 37 yards. And then Weaver had that 69-yard uh, 69-yard uh, run back that uh, Effingham couldn't take advantage of, and Sefton had a uh, 24-yard field goal right there before half after the uh, the ghost ghost penalty flag. And uh, you know that's that's the that's the ball game. Just a, a tough one, tough one, Travis for Effingham to to lose lose tonight up here at the Charleston. You know, I just, just kind of the broken. I don't, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the, the same old stories. You know, just penalties and not taking advantage of certain things when when they needed to, and uh, just uh, resulted. Resulted in a loss here tonight, and uh, you know they're two and three, and this, uh, we got four more games left, and this could uh, could cost them come come playoff time. Yeah, it was, it was uh, really the stories of the game, the missed opportunities, and uh, the turnovers there 
score the Hearts. So, unfortunately, they'll drop a tough one and they'll drop to a two and three. Of unfamiliar territory over the last several years, but uh, bounced back to make the playoffs last season at five and four. And it's a tall task ahead of them with uh, Taylorville coming up next week for FEM homecoming and all the distractions that come with that. Of course, we've seen the distractions of Matt Toon and Charleston's homecoming. Now, FEM has to deal with their own there. And then, of course, we still got Muhammad and Mount Zion left on the schedule. We'll have to travel to Muhammad the week after Taylorville. And then after that is uh, senior night there against Mount Zion. So, uh, not where you want to be of four of the hearts, but they'll try to rebound next week on homecoming. So, uh, let's take a look at some other scores uh, from around uh, the area tonight. Uh, the last report I have is that Mount Zion was leading over Matt Toon at 35-7. Mount Carmel uh, was winning over Paris 42-7. It was Arthur, a final over Cumberland 14-6. Newton wins, win number one, as they beat Olney 28-20. Shelbyville remains undefeated at 5-0, 27-0 over Warrensburg Latham. Big win of four Villa Grove as they beat Arcola 21-2-14. It was Greenville pulling off the upset. Are the Comets for real this year? They beat Pena 20-2-6. It was Robinson winning their first game. Uh, uh, we saw them in week one, and they finally won a week uh, this week as they won 25 to nothing over Marshall. Marshall snapped that losing streak last week, but couldn't win a two in a row there. But uh, congrats to Robinson for finally getting on the board there. Uh, Tri County, unfortunately, is still searching for their first win as they lost 42 to nothing against Nakomis. Taylorville didn't score a point against Muhammad tonight. 42 to nothing was the final. So Muhammad. Four in a row now as they dropped a tough one in week one, uh, but they've rattled off four in a row since then. Taylorville uh, started off 3-0. and Now they're 3-2, and back-to-back losses coming to FEM next week. Mandelia, 59-34 over North Mac. That was the final. Stun over Gillespie, 38-16. It was a pitcher's duel, you'd say. 9-7, to Litchfield over Hillsboro. Wow. It was, uh, last report I had was Tuscola winning over A&N at the half, 28-7. Modern Day wins another one of four of them, 38-18. And it was Sullivan over Saragordo, 39-7. And I think that is it for the final scores there. So, again, stay tuned on all of our networks. Not a great night for Cromwell Media here tonight with Cumberland falling and the hearts falling tonight as well over on WCRA and here on Jack FM. But we'll try to get back in the win column and next week, hosting Taylorville for homecoming of our own. So uh, that will pretty much do it here for us at Trojan Hill tonight. And uh, for Derek back at the studio, we certainly appreciate him getting us on and off the air this evening. One last shout-out to our sponsors, the Rush Truck Centers Incorporated, Dietrich Bank, Merz Heating and Air Conditioning, Crossroads Truck Equipment, FEM Veterinary Clinic, Weber's Jewelry, Weston Company, Wet Pools, and a Spas. Thank you for sponsoring these broadcasts. And thanks to Dominic for coming along tonight and keeping the stats and the color commentating. And this is Travis Sparks telling you have a great rest of your weekend, everybody, and we'll be back next week for FEM versus the Taylorville for homecoming. And uh, until then, we'll talk to you then. And uh, we're back to playing the music that we want here on Jack FM. Have a great rest of your evening, everyone.
When the time comes that you can't wait to spend your life with the one you love, consult with Weber's Jewelry in Tutalpas about engagement rings and wedding bands. Weber's Jewelry guarantees the highest standards of exquisite settings and gives you the opportunity to handpick your diamond, whether you choose a natural diamond or the new ever-so-popular lab-grown diamonds. When your heart is sure, visit us at Weber's Jewelry on Main Street in Tutopolis. Say goodbye to busy signals, long hold times, and missed calls. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now you can text us with a question, order a part, even send us a picture of the part you need. You don't need any special equipment, and you can text us from any smartphone. It's faster and more efficient than calling. So supercharge your communication with us. Move to the front of the line for parts and service by texting Crossroads Truck Equipment 217-347-0456. This has been a presentation of Effingham High School Football. Thanks for listening. We now return you to regular programming.